Welcome to the Morning Skate, episode 270. We've done 270 of these. Uh, your host, Ked, joined by my co-host, Brownie, and we have a special guest. We got our boy, Fink. He's back. What's up, boys? So happy to be back on the pod with you guys. Glad to get you back on the pod. I can already that tell. smooth I mean, baritone from Fink. Yeah, though. that's what I'm saying, man. You know this kid's been working <laughs> on his craft. Do you have, like, a new gig or something, Fink? <laughs> man, I've been, I've been wheeling and dealing down here in Texas, doing the uh, play-by-play for a Tier 3 uh, junior team with the NA3, the, the Mid-Cities Junior Stars. It's been a, it's been a rough go this season. I uh, haven't had a chance to call a win yet, but uh, love the locker room, love the coach, love the organization up and down, and it's just been an absolute blast, and trying to get to the next level or just jump a couple steps and get, you know, just straight to the show. Hey, if you're listening, NHL, (laughs) hire your boy. Yeah, I mean, now Fink spending the first 30 30 minutes of his day just looking in a mirror, really trying to perfect that, like, broadcast voice, and I can appreciate that, dude. Yeah, man. Do you have a catchphrase? Yeah, you need a catchphrase, dude. Uh, Shout out to some of my high school buddies. Anytime there was a fight in high school, they would call it getting bink bink. And so uh, these boys down here in Texas, they throw hands often. Even though they get pumped for, like, the, the next game, they have to sit out. So I, I dropped a couple bink binks and a, a couple of tillies down here in, uh, on the call. I have one for you. Hit me. All right. Anytime, anytime somebody scores, Texas forever. <laughs> <laughs> I think if Is you – Friday Night Lights. Yeah, you get, y'all uh, watch Friday Night Lights, Texas you forever. Know, I think you want to get your name on the – the Texas map, dude, you start saying Texas forever after every time. Think about the YouTube like video they could have of every oh, time yeah. you call goal. It's like tech, they could they make a song after it, probably. Couldn't you I do mean, the what's the song in from Pee Wee Herman? You could go deep in the heart of and just have everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They do that at Stars Games and they oh, never would chance it uh, word for word. That's hilarious. I think Texas forever. And if you don't want to run with that, just give me one by the end of the year and send it to me. <laughs> I'll I'll give you I one. think it'll I'll be give you unreal, one. man. There's one kid on the team I got to give him a shout out because he doesn't get much playing time, and his name is Garrett Heavey. And anytime he comes on the ice, I always give him a heart. He thinks I'm cracking my voice on accident. I, I know. I always go, it's Garrett Heavey on the ice. And he's oh, yeah. like, do you know your voice cracks? And I'm like, yeah, I do it on purpose because you get like three minutes of playing time a game. I love that, dude. <laughs> Call him out. I'll never forget when I was – I used to do the Thunder like in-game thing, and that was always kind of fun because you're on the Jumbotron for like two oh, minutes. Oh, yeah. Like that. Can I get home? Yeah. Something <laughs> like that. I'm sure that people really enjoyed that one. But um, all right, let's get – we have so much to talk about, guys. Uh, Thanksgiving's come. It's past. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Uh, happy hope you Thanksgiving. Or as they call it in Canada, Thursday. Yeah, exactly. pretty much. Yeah. Uh, and Happy we are, American Thanksgiving. We are yeah. now officially in the greatest time of the year. That is Christmas season, Hanukkah season, whatever you know. Kwanzaa. Where, yeah, Kwanzaa. Wherever you're getting gifts, come late December, best time of the year. I yep. uh, up the Christmas tree. It's a plus. Um, but guys, let's just kind of hop into it. We're just gonna get her going. Sound good? Right. We're gonna do Mia Culpa. Play the music. Hi, this is Mia Culpa, and I'm here to introduce the morning skates Mia Culpas with Cat and Brownie. And Fink. And Fink. (laughs) (laughs) Brownie, we're buzzing tonight, dude. That's a mea culpa in itself. Yeah, exactly. All right, so first off, Veterans Day is always on November 11th, regardless of the day of the week. Okay. That was me, not you. Oh, you asked if it was always on a Monday. I thought it was on Mondays. and That's fine. I I don't really, you know, that is a mea culpa, but, like, that's, I, I don't think you were too far off. I understood, like, where you were coming from there. I appreciate that. Uh, too bad everyone just thinks that both of us are morons. Um, yeah, more than more than locked luck. Uh, Winona Ryder, when I couldn't think of a single movie she was in, Beetlejuice and Heather's two oh, great absolutely. flicks. She was also in something. I was listening to Joe Ro- <clears throat> Joe Rogan's podcast and he had Theo Vaughn on. That's Wait, Theo Joe Rogan, Rogan has a podcast? 
Yeah. Never heard of no, him. I didn't know. But this, he had, there's this Theo Vaughn guy. He's a comedian. He has a mullet. Absolutely he's a hilarious. In Nashville. And I'm pretty sure they brought up Winona Ryder on the pod. Was she an actress like at a younger age, like in her like late yeah. early 20s? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So they definitely they brought up. It must have been a zombie movie because that's what they were talking about. But she played in one of those movies. I forget what it is. Maybe we find out next week. Um, <laughs> but all right. Yep. Uh, right. So the Bobby Orr and Peter Peter McNabb we were talking about. Um, they're joined in uh, line by line in all time Bruins leaders and goals with Orr at two sixty five and McNabb at two sixty four, which is tenth and eleventh on the list. That was the thing he always talked about that I couldn't remember. Okay. Uh, the 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 guy who got his throat cut was Chris Terreri. Uh, he's with New Jersey. He's a two-time cup winner, played at Providence College, lost the national championship at Providence College. Two-time cup winner. That would have been that would have been a good trivia question. I wouldn't have gotten that. Mm-hmm. Uh the Columbus Blue Jacket player with the fractured ankle and the high ankle sprain is Nick Blackenberg. He's out. Well, it was six to eight by now. It's four to six because it's been so long since we did a podcast. It's been a minute. Uh, what? No, it's been a minute. Oh, I thought you said, wait a minute. Um, Brian Boucher is still doing national games on ESPN, but he covers Philly for NBC Sports Philadelphia. He's the guy who asks towards the questions that come up later uh, in the sheet. Okay. Um, what is the water boy's name? The water boy? Bobby Boucher. Bobby Boucher. Bobby Boucher. Got it. Yeah. All right. Cool. Thank you. Uh, the That's a that's a mere culpa avoidance in lifetime. Um, the insulin company that, that was faked out, that was Lily. I was close. I said Lily James, who I believe is an actress. Um, and then the follow-up is this, that Michigan State, Michigan uh, fight in the tunnel. Seven MSU players are being charged in the assault. Carrie Crump was charged with felonious assault. And Jacoby Winden is being charged with assault and battery. The other five players being charged with just ag assault. Crump was the player using his helmet as a weapon. And Winden was the guy holding down the Michigan player that Crump was hitting. Okay. Um, that, sounds, that sounds felonious. Yeah. yeah. I think uh, – do you agree with this ruling? That they should be charged? Yeah. If there was no – if the if if no one was swinging a helmet, then I would have been fine with just a fight yeah. after the game emotions high. You start grabbing weapons. I mean, that's a yeah. solid brother. See, that's, see, I would have given the kid who had the helmet and the kid who held them down, I think they're good, charging the other five players. Well, they're doing that. They do that so one of them flips and tells the whole story. Because they're probably yeah. all circling the wagons, you know. All right, fair enough. Good there you go. over here, FBI agent. I watch you. What can I tell you? A lot of law and order. <laughs> dum dum. Bum bum. Uh, uh, you're not going to like the first two, but go ahead. Okay. Uh, because, yeah, I'm not going to. Oh, you even put the spelling in there for me. Mm-hmm. What a beauty. All right. Uh, yeah. Angel News. Here we go. Okay, first on the docket, rest in peace to legend Borje Salming. Did I nail that? Yep. Uh, who passed away from ALS at age, 20, uh, age 71. The Hall of Famer played 17 seasons in the NHL, mostly with Toronto, one year with Detroit, had a stat line of 150 goals, 637 assists, and 787 points, 1,344 pims. Tough motherfucker, this guy. Played in 1,148 games played. Was among the first European players to thrive in the NHL, paving the way for generations of European players. Nicknamed the King. Pretty sick. Um, wait, so this says European. Is he Swedish, I'm assuming? Swedish, yep. So he's mm-hmm. the first king. Yeah, the first king. The first king, okay. Uh, he still holds numerous Toronto records, including most points by Toronto defensemen, most goals by Toronto defensemen, and most assists as 
the first Swedish and European player to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, was also amongst the top 100 NHL players of all time. In a statement, Brendan Shanahan said, in part, Borja was a pioneer of the game and an icon with an unbreakable spirit and unquestioned toughness. Salming announced he was battling ALS back in 2020. Brutal disease. Um, you guys saw the video that they had everybody kind of come out, and it was pretty yeah. emotional that I think he told people he really wanted to be there, and that really wasn't that long ago. Like, no, that, that was like two weeks previous, wasn't it? Yeah, that was it's crazy. There was a whole lineup of things that happened, and the Maple Leafs uh, started – six Swedish players and it was a whole series of events. So one of those only happens in sports type deals. We love those yeah. things. I know. They're so cool. You those always get goosebumps. Yeah. Um, but they're, they ended up playing their third string goalie because of injuries who was Swedish. So it wasn't like planned out like that. Yeah. It's just crazy. And apparently uh, I read a thing where he never got into a fight his entire life, his entire playing career until he got to the NHL. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Could be legend, but it's where the men play. Yeah, yeah. man. Uh, rest in peace. Yeah. Um, happy he got to share that moment with Toronto before he went out. You know what I Absolutely. mean? Absolutely. Like, that's a pretty sure. fucking cool moment. So, rest in peace, legend, the first king. Uh, another day, another racist hockey story. Here's another one. It's getting covered up, or at least attempted to be covered up. On 11 11 22, when Michigan State was playing Ohio State, a black player, uh, I don't know how to say that. Jagger? Jagger. Jagger. Yeah. Joshua was called racist names, including the N word a multiple <coughs> number of times during gameplay by an Ohio player. One of the on ice officials heard the slur and gave the player misconduct. And the days after big time co- conference conducted an investigation, there was nothing done. Uh, the Ohio player since identified as Camille Sadloka. I think so. Was tossed for half a game and then sent and then cricket sense. Joshua took to Twitter to tell the full story 11 days after the incident. No action by either Ohio State or the Big Ten. Big Ten Conference released a statement saying they collected uh, and evaluated info from both teams on its officials and video that and that they support the actions of the official, but will take no further action. Ohio State released a statement saying said Locha has returned home and won't be practicing with the team and apologized to Joshua on behalf of Ohio State and that the team will be completing education on racial sensitivity, diversity, and uh, equality. Uh, no wording about a suspension for this racist pile of shit. So... I'm so sick and tired of this shit, dude. But honestly. it's the same shit every single. It's the same shit every it, different day, and it sucks because this whole racial insensitivity, like classes, they don't do shit. No, and it's obvious because really? it continues to happen. What, what the thing is, what Ohio State could have done, they could have come out with a strong statement and been like, "Hey, listen, this was wrong, and we understand it was wrong, and we apologize to Joshua and." whatever the kid's name is, is suspended for the rest of the season. We don't, we don't tolerate that here. They could have made a a strong statement. Instead, they chose to be like, Oh, he's not with the team. And he, they just kind of danced around it. It was very reminiscent of what the, what Neely and Sweeney did with, with that Mitch Miller kid. I think, I think people, I hate that it took him 11 days to come out with this. I wish he did it the first day. Well, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know anything whether he was hoping something was going to happen. He was waiting for them. He didn't want to. He didn't want to. At this point, team. at this point, fuck that. Yeah, I can yeah. see your yeah. point. Yeah, like fucking because clearly these organizations don't give a shit, dude. If they can get away with it, they won't. Like yeah. they don't care. Like we got to stop giving, you know, oh, benefit of the doubt almost that somebody's going to do the right thing. It's clearly not fucking happening. Yeah. Right, like fucking throw them under the bus immediately. Yeah, no, it's a shame. It's a, it's a, it's another, it's another scar on the sport, and just for everybody else, be better. 
Yeah. Be better. Fuck. And you know what sucks, man, is when we first started doing the podcast, it seemed like this shit didn't really happen. And I don't know if it wasn't happening and being reported or whatever, but now it, it dude, it's every, it seems like every fucking it's podcast. Just being, being, I think it's more, it's being more reported more and people are tolerating less. Hopefully. It's, insane. Like, it's, it's both. Yeah, for sure. Just cut the fucking shit. Like stop being, stop being a dickhead. Yeah. Hey, you know how we can refresh this right now before we go on to the Winnipeg stuff? Okay. Uh, we're coming to the end of November. So for those out there listening, you get a few more days left to get your donations in because every little bit helps. <coughs> uh, the link is on all our socials. We are just under two grand, I believe, we've raised. We had a big spurt today. Uh, I got a shout out. out. I think, that was right? my nickname in high school. <laughs> big spurt. <laughs> big spurt on the left wing. <laughs> So yeah, please donate to Movember. That way, Brownie. Um, all right, we're gonna start with Winnipeg. Nikolai Ehlers to undergo surgery for sports hernia. No timetable for return at this point. Jets have won five of their last six, and Connor Hellebuck is eight three zero and one on the year. Nine thirty five save percentage, two shutouts. Is that good? Makes me sick. That's also probably like a week old. So well, still, he's, Jets he's are still one. doing well. Hellebuck's still well ahead of everybody else in my opinion in the Vesna trophy standings. I mean it's still very early in the season, but uh I think he's kept them in a lot of games. Hate Rick Bonus with a passion and his defense oh, yeah, garbage. Right. That's right. Uh so obviously the, the Jets uh steamrolled not steamrolled came through and, and caused some havoc in Dallas. But yeah, Jets are putting together a hell of a season. Uh that's central division. I, I mean I'm a stars fan, no secret. That central division with stars in it in the mix with the Avs and Jets, it's a brutal division. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah. I will say, though, I don't remember who it was, but someone predicted a Hallibuck may return to Vezina form in the preseason. Probably was it me? No, it was me. But go ahead. <laughs> That's a mea culpa. Uh, so, Brownie, I mean, he, wa- he wants to talk about uh, Winnipeg in an overtime win versus Dallas. Jamie Brent drove the net hard and in the play, Hellenbuck's helmet got knocked off, was face down on the ice. Puck ended up on Robertson's stick, and he put in the game-tying goal. I mean, just things seem to really bounce for your two teams with the Stars and the Bruins. It seems like it always goes the Bruins' way. It always goes the Stars' way. Shout out, Brett Hull. It's about uh, time. Some organizations are just blessed in that way. But well, the Stars ended up losing an OT that game. The yeah, they got, they, got, they got a point. The Rangers, lost. We'll take yeah, a point. The Rangers lost to the Ducks, dude. They got a point. <laughs> so. Do you think, though, when a goalie's helmet comes off, it should be a dead – yeah, dude. Right? I don't understand matter. why it's not. The only issue is if you have a goalie, because like I don't see it in the NHL a lot, but I see it in beer league a lot. I saw it when I was playing college a lot, where goalies would kind of get hit up high and they would shake their helmet immediately. And well, it one lot. of the ways to remedy that is to make goalies wear a chin strap. Yeah, yeah, I don't think they're going to pass that. But then the other point was, if you if you have in the NHL, I'm talking, if you have three or four goalies out of what 64 that shake their helmets off is that worth it if you say i mean you could get killed yeah you know (coughs) i'll put it like this if the nhl can can invoke the rule of players that are entering the league after this season no longer are allowed to not wear helmets in warm-ups oh that's coming up in the document I'm sorry to, to jump ahead. No, it's but fine. If, if they can invoke that, then they can absolutely invoke a rule that continues to protect the goalies. If I'm a goalie and they tell me that and, I'm, and I don't want to do it, I'm sorry, but we're the NHL. We're trying to protect you guys in, in, in any way, shape, and form. You yeah. know, you can't roll your sleeves up anymore. And that look what happened to Evander Kane. It's still going to happen. Yeah. 
you might as well as the NHL put something in place to protect goalies. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> there, There's a rule. I don't know if you guys know this. If you get your wrists taped, I don't think you're allowed to get in a fight. I remember a few years ago when JT Miller was on the Rangers, he got in a fight and he had his wrist taped and he got kicked out of the game for it. Did you guys know anything about I that? I do remember now that you say that. I've heard that. So, rules. Um, <laughs> lastly, uh, one last Winnipeg thing. Uh, Saturday night's game versus Pittsburgh. The Jets had – oh, boy. Hulsley. The Ukrainian male chorus performed the national anthems as they continue to show support for Ukraine. All righty. Uh, Chicago. Jonathan Taves got his 500th apple in a loss to the Stars uh, yesterday. The other day. Oh, last week, probably. Uh, oh, can we talk about – can we can we dive into that for a second? What yeah, a Nick. massive, massive game that was here in Dallas. Just girth. Girth of comeback. <laughs> Unreal. Unmitigated gall. Sorry, that's all that all right well 500 apples uh this puts the captain series eighth on the blackhawks all-time list 18 behind steve armor pretty good company speaking uh, of the blackhawks the devils dude hold on before you get to the devils speaking of the this is going to piss you off more possibly have you seen the buzz about uh the the patrick kane to the bruins no oh my god that's picking up steam it is picking up steam because he picks where he goes who are you trading for him? They were saying that the money works if if Chicago retains half, and then they get rid of uh, they go uh, Craig Smith and um, Brandon Carlo back. Are they going to give up anybody good? The, what I heard that was it, and maybe a draft pick. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Pigs are flying. Uh, New, New Jersey Devils. I fucking hate this team. Wagon. Uh, Wagon. yeah, your fans hated Lindy Ruff like maybe a couple weeks ago. <laughs> now yeah. they love him. Uh, they were chanting sorry, Lindy, during a recent game. He heard uh that he said after the game, he accepts the apology. Maybe one day they can all sit down and have a beer and laugh about it. <laughs> it's great, uh, great quote. I forget, I, th- I think it was on Chicklets. Biss and Nat was talking about Lindy Ruff. There was like a story about how like he went outside with him or whatever, and he was just like hacking a cigarette. And he's like, Hey, do you want to come on a podcast? And he took a big breath in. Blew it out, looked at him, goes, What the fuck's a podcast? And this was like last summer. Oh my God. He just like that. I never liked Lindy Ruff until I heard that story. I'm like, That guy's kind of a good coach. He's a good coach. Definitely. He's definitely (laughs) tuning into AM radio when he's in the car. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) He had to order it special when he got his new ride. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, they they just keep winning games. Uh, They ended up losing to Toronto 2 1, but not before, not just one, but not two, but all three New Jersey Devils goals were disallowed. The fans were none too happy, littered the ice with garbage as Toronto scurried into the locker room. Booth's statement. Hold on. I have a statement from uh, Boother. Oh, boy. So, okay. So, the first one I kind of get, Bastion skate hit Murray skate, barely, but it did. That happened in the crease, so the no-goal call makes sense. The second one, Murray gets in Tatar's way outside of the crease and gets knocked over. No idea why this was called no-goal. Murray got out of his net and interfered with Tatar. What's Tatar supposed to do there? The third one was absolutely atrocious. The puck was kicked across the crease and deflected off a leaf into the net. The puck was not kicked into the goal. It was kicked across the crease and deflected off a leaf into their own net. I have no clue why that didn't stand other than corruption in favor of the Leafs. Yeah. Luther. There you go. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there was a play a couple weeks ago. Or maybe it was like last week's advantage at it might have been against the Ducks. He was going around the net and a goalie came out 
like pretty far and Zibanejad ran into him and then they all jumped Zibanejad. He got a goalie interference penalty. I didn't see this play, but what it sounds like pretty similar to that. Well, the and, one he was talking about with the kick, uh, Eric Halla tried to kick the puck to his blade. No, I'm talking about the one where he said Murray got hit. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. So, oh yeah, Murray, Murray's been watching the World Cup already, from what I heard. Yeah, a little bit of a Brooklyn. So my thing about this, and I know we don't like reviewable shit. I would get rid of offsides if I could. I hate that because there's times that the puck's in the zone for fucking minute and a half and they score, and it's like no goal. I hate that shit. Yeah, but oh, what I am going to go play, back and look. Yeah, plays like re- this. Yeah, review. I think plays like this are huge, dude. Because I mean, goalies are just going to start doing this. I would you get blown up and you get a power play, and the goal doesn't start or count. Yeah, I mean, sounds like you got a fair. team that's on a thirteen game heater, and you're you're a, a disappointment to your your fan base for how long getting bumped in the first. And this is a there's huge implications to this game, even if it's early in the season. Yeah, hmm. I don't know. Something to think about. Uh, this was a crazy question. Uh, Jack Hughes was asked, what can the Devils do to gain a little bit more consistency through 30, full 60 minutes? His response, I mean, we're on a nine-game heater. I'd say we're doing okay. Like, just fucking great. Fucking that question. made me like Jack Hughes infinitely more than I did prior. Yeah. Guy absolutely despises media. Hates doing it. I mean, that's a dumb question. He's young, right? What's he, like 20? Yeah, he's 20, 21, somewhere around. I also there. think athletes should be able to get like three – that's a dumb questions a year where they can kind of go back and be like, that's a dumb question. You immediately yeah. know. The that Bryce Harper cool. response. Clown right. question, bro. Clown question. Make, bro. make the, make the reporter run a lap. <laughs> yeah. Right? Marty Berder. He was named executive VP of hockey ops. His multi-year contract will allow him to focus solely on the hockey operation side in New Jersey. His duties will include personnel decisions, player recruitment, scouting and overseeing the team's goaltending <coughs> um, development department. Pretty fucking cool. I'd be happy if I was a devil fan. <laughs> I would be like, okay, because he's been involved with like the blues and shit too. So like mm-hmm. he kind of knows what's going on. It's not like you're just sticking a legend right. in. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and then yeah, so they beat the Rangers and they tied their franchise record for most consecutive road wins at 10 straight. Mm-hmm. Um Rangers are just a terrible, terrible hockey team. Everything right now is going so good in my life that the Rangers decided to be like, Hey, <laughs> fuck you, Ked. Hey man, come back down to earth. <laughs> Seriously. Like not not everything. I don't know. Um, Buffalo claimed Tyson Yost off of waiver, waivers from Minnesota. This clears Minnesota from two million dollar cap hit. Buffalo sent Anders Bjork to the Rochester Americans. Remember this kid was a Bruin. There was a lot of hype about him. I guess yeah. he just Notre Dame, I think. Um, and then interesting, Craig Anderson interview on Thirty Two Thoughts with his mindset. I'm sure you probably have a little bit more to that. Brad. Yeah, he. It was just listen. I'm, I, I was not. I'm not a Craig uh, Craig Anderson guy. I mean, I'm. You know, I, I wasn't. I give indifferent, I guess, you know, to him. He's decent goalie, but what, what a, what an interview and just what a mindset he has. It was, uh, it made me think of the Bo Bennett thing that we did. Like Mm -hmm. he didn't know going in what we were going to get. He looks at it as they were talking about, uh, Carlson and he was like, well, yeah, he has six positive plays a night. Right. And then he has three negative plays. So it's a plus three. Even if it's not scores, scoring chances, good plays, whatever it is. So instead of focusing on the negative things he did, which was what happened to Carlson prior in his the year before, because he wasn't getting the positive plays, he goes, you just got to focus on the positive stuff. So if you have a good shift, that's what you build upon. And don't worry about you got beat, you know, worry about the next shit. And it was just it's just a refreshing way to look at it. It's very glass half full type. So he's a good interview, and as you said that, I just wanted to bring up shout out to Carl Alsner. I thought, oh yeah, that was a great interview. Shout out to Disco. Yeah, Yeah. like he, that guy, you could just tell he he actually wanted to be there. You know what I mean? Like he was involved. 
So, and that uh, is fantasy talk. I will allow because the <laughs> guest initiated it, and yeah. it was yeah. Shout out to Disco too, man. He's a beautiful little flower blossoming down there. Nervous yeah. to do interviews a couple months back. Look at him like conducting his own train now. <laughs> yep, yep. He's he's doing good. He's he's producing content, content, content. Um, Dallas Stars, Fink. Here we go. Buckle up. Boy, uh, thinking that Tape's got his apple, Ryan. I always get this fucked up. It's Suter, right? Yeah. Suter, yeah. And the head coach for Calgary, Sutter. Yes. Yep. Got it. Uh, Suter played in his 1300th NHL game. He's now the second active NHL player to break 1300. Threshold, does Eric Stahl achieve that feat earlier this season? Ovechkin's only five games away. Less than um, that now, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, this guy, he was a stud, huh? That was back when you kind of looked at the National Predators, and they had a wagon on their fucking defense core. Like, yeah. Shea Weber, this guy. Uh, Ryan Ellis, I'm pretty sure, was on the team back yep. then. I mean, that's three very good top six defensemen. So, um, Harry Underwood was wheeling around the rink because her uh, husband was playing. Looking True. great, looking fantastic, just mm-hmm. loving hockey. Um, but yep, so that's what we got. How's he been for Dallas? Can't stand him. Absolutely hate the guy. <laughs> Legitimately, he's he's one of the least favorite people in this fan base. Um, his 35 plus no no uh, no move clause. All oh, right, uh, Jim Neal, who is is in my opinion definitely in the running for GM of the year, just with the, the things that he's been able to pull off, which we'll get to Rupe here in a little bit, but Robertson Ottinger, keeping these guys around when you have been in wow. and taking up 24% of your entire cap and putting that trust in a team. And then he goes and signs Ryan Suter, who just got bought out because <laughs> he couldn't hack it in Minnesota where the stars used to live. And this guy's at times when the Dallas stars are firing on all levels and buzzing to, to here and beyond, the only guy on the stat sheet, which we were just talking about plus minus, on the negative side of the plus minus on the entire team at one point this season. When you got who when you got a guy in Colin Miller who was brought here for I think one point five Colin on Miller. Love Chiller. that guy. Skates his absolute ass off got every a single cannon of a shot. And he's cannon of a shot. I think that's the only time he scored or it was a deflection off his slap shot. But you know, you got him who's here for I think one point five, like I said, and Suter, who's here for quite a bit more. And Suter's just I mean Suter is just riding the coattails of this team right now. I can't. I don't like. I don't like the way that I've heard about him in the past. I heard he made a ruckus in Nashville because he wasn't on the first power play and he he was a locker room oh. cancer. He went to Minnesota, crickets, and now he's in Dallas. Like, I, I just the guy doesn't do anything for me. He doesn't move the needle. You know who does move the needle for me? Who's that? That Nils kid from uh, New York that we, oh. we got in trade. <laughs> but anyway, that's. I don't know if the entire Stars fan base agrees with me on that one. I know quite a few do that I see on my Twitter thread on most game uh, game threads. Uh, him and Hawk and Paul have been having a really rough go of it. Um, you know, Hawk and Paul is just a huge body, but which yeah. was he second pair or third pair? Uh, Suter or Hawk and Paul? Suter. Uh, Suter's been playing, I believe, second power play unit. And I believe he's like third. Oh, okay. So he's like the six, five six defenseman. Yeah, sometimes I mean I think he he gets shifted up top here and there, but um, you know he does get a lot of ice time. I'll give Suter that. You know, uh, Miro went off with an injury earlier this season, and, and Suter picked up uh, quite a few minutes, but he just doesn't move the needle for me. And in my opinion, he's the one person on this team right now that we could literally take away and replace him with somebody else that was even five years younger than him, and this team would continue to fly. Yeah. Oh, he sounds like the American version of Mark Stahl. Yeah. <laughs> um. So we got that. Uh, Jamie Ben. I mean, he's been crushing it. Thirteen. The games. Renaissance, yeah. baby. 
Eleven one. Ben has been lights out, posting line of 10, 11, 21, and thirteen games played. Um, who's he? Who's he? They moved him, right? Didn't he get moved? Yeah, he's on the second line now, I believe, with Wyatt Johnston. Uh, it, the lines are shifting, but I know he's played some time with Wyatt Johnston. Um, uh, he's just he's come back to life. Uh, you know, the only other guy that has more points than him, at, you know, as of yesterday in the NHL uh, in the month of November, Jason Robertson. This team is just buzzing. Fair enough. I love. I mean, we've always loved the way Jamie Ben's played. Guy yeah, backed him up. That thing with Zach Hyman was hilarious. Yeah. Oh, oh God. I will say though, we saw something that we don't around. see every day. He got absolutely rocked. Torch, dude. Yeah. Rocked. Who was that? That was McNabb. Colorado when the when Colorado was in town, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. He you took that, that on happen. the chin and he buckled. Yeah. I haven't seen Jamie Ben buckle like that since he was in his younger days, just throwing him with everybody. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he definitely got caught. And then let's talk about Rope Hints, dude. Eight years, 67.6 mil. How are they doing this, dude? With their I cap? don't know. So I have a piece of paper upstairs <laughs> I that I, I, don't I wrote know. it down, and I forgot to bring it downstairs with me. Nils has – Nil is it Nil or Nils, the GM? Nil. Nil has Hints, who's like – there's four players that are under, I think, 25 yep. that are signed for – I think five to eight years. It's uh Hints, Robertson, Hesk uh Heskinen and Ottinger. Right? Those are yep. the four. And I mean, that's your I mean, what a nucleus to have through I think the one of them uh eight years, so 2020, that's 30. The I think the shortest contract is Ottinger's, which is like another four years at four I think, million I per think both both him and, and Robertson signed a four. Which yeah. I think they planned it out perfectly because Ben and Sagan will be off the books. Right. The cap is going to be increasing upwards of a hundred million by the time their contracts are right. Up. And I've heard I saw comments all over. By the time that Rupe's contract is winding down, that eight point four five annual is going to be peanuts compared yeah, to the probably. you know the twelves and the thirteens that a lot of those top guys are going to be getting. Neil was just ultimate masterclass. We like to give him a hard time because he always says, I like where this team is at. I can't believe I say it. I completely agree. I love where this team is at. <laughs> no, that's great. Must be nice, dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so and then that, sour, Lundqvist, that Lundqvist kid, two years left on his rookie contract, we're paying under a mil for his solid defensive work down here. Yeah, I mean, he scored a sick goal. Is he playing well defensively? Is he like he's doing well defensively? He's not really a liability. I think he he bodes well. Um, having a guy like Heiskinen, uh, they're playing on the first line. He's played some time with Heiskinen here and there, but he's just you can tell the fact that we don't notice him means he's playing well. He's yeah. not he's PK minutes. Out. He's getting PK minutes, and he's That's loving it. He's in my opinion, I, I think I he hugs time. people all the time down here. He probably loves the barbecue. Uh, yeah. You know, Lunkfist is just living the dream. Yeah, just a crybaby. Um, <laughs> New York, speaking of crybaby, I'm a crybaby. The New York Rangers traded Ryan Reeves to Minnesota for a fifth-round pick in 2025. He had a cap hit of 1.75, prorated for the rest of the season, UFA at the end of the season. So they did this because, one, he asked for a trade. He had been in the lineup. Well, he sat like eight out of nine, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and if they got rid of him, how it works leading up to the trade deadline, it's going to save them a ton of cap where they could go out and get like a top six forward, hopefully, fingers crossed. Um. I saw a quote from Billy Guerin being like, we know the guy that we got. This guy's going to bring energy. He's going to get a swagger back to our team. That's why we're bringing him in. 
He's on. I was talking to Rex today. He's on the line with Felino and Erickson Eck. Yeah. Can you imagine having to go on the ice with those three yeah. out there? Like that yeah. sucks. Yeah. Um. And then imagine the defenseman looking up like, oh fuck, man. God damn it, like, <laughs> boys. No scrums after the whistle. Yeah. Like, Don't throw it in my corner, please. Yeah. No hard wraps. So my thing about this is, I understand why the Rangers do this, but like. Because Ryan Reeves, he's he's more of a presence. Like, I don't think he's a good hockey player anymore. There'd no, be so many no. times he'd get the puck on the fucking wall. And, like, dude, your job's to, like, bang people and make sure you don't get scored on. And it happened last year in the playoffs against the Lightning. Their fourth line matched up against our fourth line and dominated, where mm-hmm. there were a couple different plays where Reeves could get the puck out of the zone. He didn't. You, you can see that his plays. Well, the Lightning's down. fourth line's a different story than most. But yeah. my thing is, is like the, the New York Rangers are constructed around Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider hugging all the time and the fan base loving it. I cannot fucking stand this. Um, Jacob Truba, who's been told he's been hurt the whole year, but he just keeps playing and he's having one of the worst years of his career. See the right video now. I sent to you? It's insane. The dry sidle thing? Yeah, yeah. Dry what the it, fuck was that? I would have fucking picked up my stick and cracked him as hard as I. Do you I remember when Sean head. Avery hit Tim Thomas, Thomas in the back of the head? And he just stands there, like yeah. you're I was like captain, the, dude. You're the captain of the New York Rangers. Insane. So, but I think I, you saw that video. I'm yeah. referring to. Yeah. Yep. All right. So the Rangers, what they want to do is they want to have caps basically the top six forward. I get that. They're not playing well. They're losing a ton of games. They're blowing a ton of leads. Revo is a huge. Like he has a great voice in that locker room. Like you can't have your kids, and this is this is honestly why I think players like Lafreniere, Capo, and Hedl have taken so long to like really do anything. Is I feel like with teams like like look at Boston, you have Bergeron and Marchand. So Pasternak comes up and he's playing with these super talented guys who have a little bit of an edge to them, who play who have like pretty good like this is what's expected from you, right? Even, even in LA, they have Kopitar. So like Alex, I comes up. This is kind of what's expected from you. You guys can have some fun, but play the game. These Rangers young forwards are coming up and they're seeing Chris Kreider and Mika Zibanejad make out every time that somebody scores a goal. <laughs> Mika fucking coasts the entire time. And Chris Kreider yeah, thinks he's like the fucking he, Chris Kreider right now. Cause he scored 50 goals last year. thinks he's too cool to do the shit that makes him good. And that is the biggest thing. So you have those two that these young guys are supposed to look up to. And Artemi Panarin, who like who's a great player, totally get it, super talented, but like he doesn't give off the vibe that he's like a vocal leader. He's not a guy who's going to be like, hey, let's have some fun. This is what's expected from you. Now you get rid of the guy with the only set of balls on your fucking team. What is that going to solve? It's insane to me. Then you have Matt Carpenter running around who's – I mean, I don't even know if – or Ryan Carpenter. Ryan, Ryan Carpenter. Ryan. See, I – I'm a one of the biggest Rangers fans I know. I don't even know this guy's fucking name. Like that's where we're at right now, and it, it's just it's brutal. I'm gonna miss. You see how he just hijacked that whole Minnesota thing to the Rangers. Well, the, the, I think this was more. Uh, this is talking Rangers. I'm not gonna talk Rangers when we get to the Rangers time. You're not? They suck. No, they suck. They, All right. Well, while we're talking about Rangers, then I will say this was a good thing I pulled out of the New uh, the New Jersey game because I watched that game. Yeah. At the end, it was their third loss in a row. Did you notice? This, to me, is leadership. Panarin, while the Devils were celebrating on MSG ice, he sat on the bench and watched. Yeah. Do you notice that? Yeah. That, to me, that kind of thing, that's something that a Taves or a Bergeron or a Crosby is going to do. That's the kind of stuff that cool makes Panarin more of a leader in my mind. Yeah, but we have Mika Zibanejad and Chris Kreider, who, like, I, those are our leaders on the forward end. Like no, no, Panarin is a leader. Panarin's Panarin's a, there's a language barrier there. Like no, it's, it's, it's you know what I mean? 
if he's a quiet guy who doesn't say a lot, if he comes into the locker room after a period the next game when they're down and snaps a few sticks, and even if it's broken English and he's not getting his pointer across and he shows that emotion and that he's angry, that will that will be that will have more yeah. weight than anything that Revo could have. I think done. I think you and I are talking about different things. I'm thinking you're talking about getting the Rangers back on track. I'm talking about making sure any forwards that we have from now on don't turn into giant pussies and take five years to develop. Oh. That's, that's fair. That's fair. You know what I mean? So, so I, let me I, ask I, you this, Ked, because if we're on the, the topic of the Rangers, I know it's a little early to press the, the eject button, so to speak, but what if this continues all season? What like are so, they in the position to to sell and, um, and sell no, the farm they, and try and bring people in? I don't they're think they're not gonna they're, sell. They're not gonna sell. So that this is I'm gonna pull this up really quick. I'm gonna pull up the New York Rangers next couple games because I looked at it earlier and I have a hot take. I have a very hot take. Oh so they, they play they play the Senators in Ottawa tomorrow at 7 o'clock. They're not going to win that game. Never easy. They're not going to win that game. I'm going to put $20 on the Senators. There's no way. Then they play the Senators at home Friday on the 7th. Winnable game. Both of these are winnable games, by the way. So there'd be nice be carryover. It could they, get nasty at Madison. They should be able to fucking beat the Senators on Senators ice. But right now, the way they're playing, they're probably not. Then they go home. Depending on how bad they got beat the night before, we'll see what happens. Then they got the Blackhawks back-to-back at home the next day at 7.30. If they drop the next three, I think Gallant's out, which is a fucking really? hot take. But I, hmm. you have to do something. Yeah. You can't reconstruct this fucking thing. I mean, if they lose to the Senators twice and then lose to the Blackhawks, who shouldn't – like these three games should be easy victories for a team that's supposed to be a Stanley Cup contender, right? Hmm. And if you don't oh, do fair. something now – why would you wait? Like you can't wait now. They're not. They're not playing good hockey. These lines Has are been in net for all these losses. Mo- a majority of them, and that's another thing. Yaroslav Halak is awful. Like is he? Is he not? I was going to ask if he wasn't he's, playing. He's, well. he's playing. I would rather have Georgiev. Like that's how wow. bad. Wow. Very like, and my thing for backup goalies, they don't have to win you games, but they can't lose you games. Yeah. That's a good yeah. backup goalie, yep. right? Like I'm yep. not expecting my backup to steal something, but I'm expecting my backup to stop 27 of 30 or 31 shots, keep us in the game where we can win. Halak has been atrocious. Oh, it's but, funny. Halak gets hot, but he's also significantly older than when he was here. So atrocious. So, and you want to know what? We're not going to do a Ranger segment because, quite frankly, they haven't fucking earned one. So <laughs> that's where we're at. Got to right earn now. it, boys. You heard it here. <laughs> they have to earn it, man. It's fucking insane. It, it's they were up three nothing against the Oilers, and then the Oilers came back and just in the third period, done. Then they're up on the Devils by two goals. Lafreniere takes a stupid penalty where he tries to rip somebody's helmet off, and the Devils score on that. But like, what the yeah. fuck is going on? Huh, interesting. Kreider and Mika making out too much. I'm so sick of that fucking thing, dude. And I hope I hope if they do fire Gallant, whatever coach comes in, they fucking split those two motherfuckers up. And if they complain about it, see the fuck later, dude. <clears throat> they fire Gallant, it's going to be a complete polar opposite personality. Barry be- Trotz. Original six. Oh, but he's a player's coach like Gallant. <laughs> Barry Trotz. Drury might. Oh, it could be Babcock, too. Oh, oh God. God. <laughs> Can you fucking imagine? No oh, way, yeah. the PR, they would be so tone deaf to do something like that with how the how the Oh, Mitch you mean James like, Dolan would be tone deaf? I think no. you would. Yeah, dude. Now you're just lashing out because your Bruins don't know what tone deaf means. <laughs> I mean, 
Jim Montgomery did lose his job for uh, some unsavory activities down in Dallas, and he's but he got a second chance, got his life together. Yeah, yeah but did. yeah, but dude, boozing is different than fucking bullying somebody in. 20, we'll say we'll say it was just boozing. Uh fair enough. Um, that's what I got. The Rangers, they need to fucking start showing me something. That's it. Oh, shout yeah. out to Julian Goche. He's actually putting the puck in the net. That's that kid that remember I I I think I told you about him, Brownie. He's the guy yeah. that. If you didn't watch, if you didn't watch the Rangers play a full season, you only saw one game of the Rangers. Goche is going to drive the net. Wide, I said that to you. Go, go right to the net, and you're going to be like, "Holy shit, this kid's a we, player." We, what was the game that we were we were texting? It was early. I was watching it too. Yep, and you said the same thing. You're like, "I'm like, who is this guy? I've never heard of him." Yeah. But now he's starting to score, and like I think growing up he was a goal scorer, so he put so much pressure on himself, and I think he's become like a, a like our fourth line hasn't been awful. I just hate Carpenter, but it's Sammy Blay, Carpenter, and. Uh, who the fuck was I just talking about? Sammy Blay Carpenter. What I don't know how you say his name, Galchenko or something. What? I don't know. How do you you just talked about him? I know. I uh, did. Whatever. I lost my train. Of You're thought. buzzing. You're flying right now. We're gonna move on. That's a man. His, his his brain is going too fast for his mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, they, they're just pissing me off, bro. Um, let's just go. University right. of Michigan. Due to an right. illness running through the team, freshman Tyler Shea. This was he had to suit up a fourth line last left week. Yep. Uh, last week, uh, he's less on the roster at 32, but he had to wear 91 as a regular jersey is a goalie cut and too big for a skater. Shea served a bench minor as his only time on ice for the game. His so, only like, time on is- ice was him sprinting back <laughs> to the bench from the penalty box. I but would hey, shout out to this kid. Like, I would have yeah, gave him a fucking it. shift, dude. Oh, I would have too, but yeah. You know. Unless he's like, no coach, don't fucking do that. Yeah, he might. Yeah. Who knows? But I mean, and that would be Funny very story. fair. I mean, if you're not a D1 caliber player and then you're up against division one players, like you don't want to get bundled, like you don't want to yeah. get hurt. So right. that's fair. Um, Connor McDavid, Wayne Gretzky stats, top three most points through the first 500 games, active players, Ovechkin 633, Crosby 706, McDavid's at 722. All time, Gretzky is 1186, Lemieux 971. Yeah, that's wild. Stasny 759, Bossy 757, and Curry was 730. Um, it's fucking nuts. Now, five hundred games played. Gretzky had eleven eighty six. Curry, Curry is very fortunate to have played with Gretzky, right? Like, if Curry oh, wasn't yeah. on Gretzky's team, he wouldn't have those points. Well, yeah. he also had Messier too. True. And True. Paul Coffey lugging the puck up with the outlet passes too. So yeah. I mean, they were they were deep. Um, I think Yari Curry. I mean, Yari Curry's a Hall of Famer, right? Yep. But I don't know if he would have been as prolific. Yeah. I mean, fin- finish, correct? Maybe. Sounds right. Okay. I was talking right, about Go- I was talking about- on the show. I was talking about Goche, by the way, before. Oh, no, there he is. I was there close. he is. He's back. He's back. There you go. Um, yeah, so Goche, just kidding, guys. Uh, <laughs> so more McDavid in the new Wild World of Twitter. A McDavid account that was verified tweeted the following. I've officially oh been God. traded to the Islanders, but I will always be thankful for my time in Edmonton and the support I've gone throughout the years. It's on to better and greater things in Long Island now was hilarious people were losing their minds that's pretty fucking funny i actually texted kent and i'm like hey did you see this great this is going to be fucking insane for trade deadline and free agent frenzy having these new yeah. twitter things dude we, you, should we make a bobby margarita one dude <laughs> I, think, I think that guy might be my number one white whale for podcasting interviews i think it'd be yeah. so cool to cut the shit with bob mckenzie 
Yeah, I agree. That would be kind of cool. I don't. He's not my number one, but sure. I mean, dude, he's like in there. he's up there. I love him because like he's he's big on Twitter. At least he used to be. And then all of a sudden he'll just show up on those days. And the best is like he is really the only one that knows what the Rangers are going to do. Because I remember when they drafted Vitaly Kratzov, everybody was talking about how they were going to pick. I think it was Oliver Wallstrom. And uh, they're like, yeah, this is what's going to happen. And as the uh, as our GM's walking up the stairs, Bobby Marks goes, yeah, you know, I think they might go off the board here and draft that Russian Kratzov. And he goes, the New York Rangers have selected Kratzov. And everybody's like, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> he just Marks. like walks out with two margaritas in his hand, yeah, right? shimmying around. Uh, Boston, dude. There have been 27 players in NHL history with at least 250 goals, 250 assists, and a plus-minus of 250. Only two are still active, Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand. Uh, Bergie, 408 goals, 509 assists, 589 assists, uh, and a plus-264. Marshy, 356 goals, 450 assists, plus-266. The next closest active players are Sidney Crosby. He has 524 goals, 902 assists. He's a plus 197. Jonathan Taves, 364, 498 for a plus 179. And Joe Pavelski, 430, 513 for a plus 139. That's a sick one. I remember a few years ago, I think it was February. I think it was sometime in February. And I'm pretty sure this is back when Hal was doing this. And um Bergeron and Marchand were on the ice for a goal and that was the first goal that they had been on the ice for the whole fucking year and it was February and I was yeah. like holy shit dude yeah. that's fucking insane yeah well I'm not shocked at all by this because I mean this just shows you like yeah man they they're very good offensively Marchand can buzz Patrice Bergeron I mean he they always have points right but and as you guys know Bergeron one of the best defensive forwards probably to ever play the game right and this just shows you the same kind of thing with Marshan. Like he's penalty yeah. killing. We're on the ice together at all times. Um, it's that's insane, dude. Yeah, it's just, it's just a crazy stat I saw. Yeah. So um, you've also announced that they hired former USAG Loretta Lynch to conduct an independent review of their player vetting process after the middle fiasco. The team has said it will f- cooperate fully and release the results uh, of the query. Um, I just, dude. I'll say it. This is just PR bullshit. This but is dude, coming why around. the fuck did yeah. they even have to yeah. do this, man? The story was it's, crushed. They're doing this to placate the stockholders in Delaware North, which is the owner's holding company. Yeah, I don't think anybody cares about this, dude. The uh, the stockholders, shareholders do, mm-hmm. I'm sure. I don't know, man. It kind of seemed like everything died down, and then the Bruins are like, oh, hey, I know it died down, and people aren't talking about this anymore, but here's a story to get you guys going. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> dude, what the fuck? Um, great Bobby Orr story or came in as an 18 year old and his dad came to training camp and approached Eddie Johnston and said, I'd like Bobby to stay with you. Johnson asked, are you sure you've got the right guy? Because back in the nickname, uh, back then his nickname was downtown as he used to frequent the bars around the city or his father replied. Yeah. They told me that you were the guy that he should stay with. So, or moved in and would drive Johnson downtown. And when Johnson go into the bars or we go to the movies or something, then come back to pick Johnson and, uh, sorry, Johnson around 1130 midnight. After a few weeks of this, uh, Johnson bought or a chauffeur's hat. He would come out of the bar and hop in the backseat and or would drive them home. He stayed with him for a few years, but according to him, who promised or his father or never drank until he was 21. And Johnson made sure of that one of the greatest talents to ever play in the NHL drive was goalie around Boston. Pretty fucking cool. dude. Just a great story. About yeah. Pretty, funny. pretty fucking funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, we don't so hear a lot of stories about Bob York. No, I, I I know somebody who's I think their brother lives in the same like neighborhood as him, 
And they say that he's just the nicest guy. Like they yeah. go down to the pool and like there was a time that some kids were like splashing him and the dad like ran over was like, do not do that. <laughs> and he's like, apologize to Mr. Orr. And he's like, what are you talking about, man? They're kids. Yeah, and, they're flat, and then he splashed yeah. the kids back. Like he just seems like a, like a cool guy. He gets yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Brownie, I'm sending you his number after this podcast. <laughs> I told you guys about that. You guys just pulling out all these phone numbers. I love it. <laughs> Calgary, uh, Blake Holmes fined five thousand dollars for a slufa on Pierre Luc Dubois. Did you see this? I didn't see it. Was it bad? Yeah, it was. Sure. It wasn't like I mean I've seen worse ones, but it was just a dumb play. And I like Blake Coleman now that he's not in Tampa. But yeah. that was just a dumb, dumb play. Bar- Barkley Gaudreau's been good for the Rangers, but if I if the Rangers could have went back and like made a decision between Coleman and Gaudreau, I would one thousand percent have picked Coleman because I, I think their contracts are like pretty similar. Yeah, they're pretty similar. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Calgary, before we move on, there was a nice uh, standing ovation for Matthew Kachuk when they went back. I think it was tonight. Oh, I there saw. was. I was curious about that. Has Big Johnny Hockey been back yet? Has what? Has Johnny Hockey been back yet? I don't think so. I don't. But think so. something tells me he's not going to get as warm of a reception. No. Number one, I think Kachuk was more popular. Number two, Kachuk was the one who was like, "Listen, I'm not signing here. Let's do something to so yeah. it doesn't torpedo the team." Yeah. yeah, so it's a different uh, exit, you know. Yeah. Um. This call. is your. This is the thing, Fink, right here. Yeah. Per a new rule, if a player enters the league during 2019-2020 season or later, they're mandated to wear helmets during warmups. Players who entered the league prior to that are grandfathered in or not required to wear buckets. Do you remember Taylor Hall? He got his face cut when he stepped on the puck. Mm-hmm. Same with Courtney Potter. Um, that was the case they mentioned in the announcement. Dude, I'd be fucking pissed about this, man. Hundred percent. I would. Well, they want to market themselves. That's the thing. That's exactly what I was going to say. The NHL is now, in all popularity's sake, slowly going under Major League Soccer here in the U.S. or in North America. Like It's getting to that point where Major League Soccer, where old people go to retire and die career-wise, is now more popular than the NHL in some Didn't facets. they just sign like, that Ronaldo guy? Messi's going to be going down oh, to, to Miami, I believe it is. In the MLS? In- and the yeah. MLS, and that's only going to further Messi. Messi, yeah. Oh, After this season's yeah. all wrapped up, there's already been talks that they're pushing him, and he's he's okay with it. They're going to give him bukus of money. But what 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 bothers me the most is that the NHL, and I love to call him the Hobbit that be, Gary Bettman, swinging his little legs off his office chair because he can't reach the floor. They will do anything in their power to buckle their people from having personalities. Yeah. All yeah. of them. Fair. You got you got these hockey players, guys like and, and, you know, obviously hometown kid Dallas, Jamie Ben, Joe Pavelski, Tyler Second, which I get their their grandfathered in, but they literally do their hair for warmups and yeah. they get off the ice and wash it and go back out and play. They go out there, they want to look sharp, and they just watch. I mean, it just you've got the face of the league is Connor McDavid, who might be one of the most boring human beings of all time. That's the guy that's carrying your torch. That's the yep. guy, and yeah. you want to like take more personality away from the players. It makes no sense. The coming into the arenas with with the strict suit policy, even though guys like Marchand and and uh, the Night King, I call him in Columbus, uh, Line A, uh, because he looks just like the Night King from Game of Thrones. The guy is an absolute nightmare looking human being. But these guys come in and they're they're loud suits. But then you've got the NBA, the Major League Baseball. Like, let these guys be themselves. Like yeah. I get that hockey is a very grandfathered sport, but 
rules like this where you can't i get the safety precaution of it but so do these guys these guys have been playing their entire life you think they don't know that every time they step onto the ice without a bucket something could go wrong of course they know that they don't care they're taking yeah. it into their own hands like see i'm i'm more of a I like the suit thing. I like the professional thing, but what but, I yeah, think is not what everybody thinks, dude. Right. Like, yeah, times, times are changing. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I'm, you, I'm you, the you, old man yelling at a cloud because I used to like respect the fact that like hockey was like fucking man sport. Like, you know what I mean? Like professionals, fucking yeah, fighting, absolutely cruising. Like I liked that league. That's not the league anymore. It, it isn't. No. What did Tortorella say? He said it's a young, dumb league or something like that. He yeah. said the other day. It's different. And like, yeah. dude, and I don't know if that makes me an idiot, but like I appreciated those older dudes who were fucking yeah. absolute nail guns. Absolutely. Dude. Like, but that's not the sport anymore. Like, no, it, it's just not. And you well, can't continue to be because like there's far more people that want to see what Fink just talked about than what I talked about. And dude, Messi going to the MLS, that's gonna blow that up big time. Yeah. Even more, it, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's fucking stupid. Plus, like the flow skate, dude. That's why you play that's in the, the NHL. Exactly. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? You yeah. like you 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 train all those hours so you can get on warm up ice and take your fucking helmet off and then just start winking at people. Like that <laughs> is what it's for, idiots. Uh, more NHL. Forty three years ago this week, nineteen seventy nine, fifty one year old Gordy Howe and eighteen year old Wayne Gretzky faced each other for the first time in their NHL careers. That's crazy. What a the, sentence. The lineage yeah, is still, right. still there because there's guys in the league that played with Gretzky still. So you can Kevin Bacon it back to uh, Gordie Howe. Yeah. we That should be a new segment on uh, on the morning skate. The seven degrees of Gordie Howe. Yeah, right. <laughs> that would be kind of cool. Um, Carolina, they signed their goalie, Peter Kodchetkov. Yeah. Four years, 7.5 mil extension so far this year. He's 2-0-2 with the two goals against, 9-14 save percentage. He had a shutdown, four games played. So this kind of seems – do you remember when they lost Nadelkovic and we were like, what the fuck are they doing? It's kind of seemed like it worked out for him. So yeah. uh, yeah. they knew more about that. And then you just – you you want to you wanna shit on Carolina here for a bit? Yeah, because yeah. the Bruins play them on, on Black Friday. And there may not be a, another team in the NHL – as big as whiners as Tampa, except for Carolina. It's unbelievable. Boston. And, come on. And yeah. I think it I think it starts with uh Rod the Bot. As Jenkins <coughs> gave me congrats, he is a fucking whiny twat. It is unfucking believable. <laughs> and I don't remember I don't remember him being that way as a player. I remember him being a tough stand your ground, stick up for your teammates kind of guy. But holy fuck, he's palms up. After every and their fan base whistle. reflects it. Their fan it's base reflects unbelievable. It. And it but it but it it trickles down through the whole roster. All they do is bitch and moan. There was a play. Oh, I'm trying to remember. I think it was Aho was complaining to the ref as the puck went back the other way. I'm like, what are you doing? Back check. Ah, oh, drives me crazy. I hate that kind of hockey. Yeah, I feel much better. Thank I think you. you all agree about it. Um <laughs> speaking with like a similar fan base, Toronto. Yeah. Uh, Jake Muzzin is out indefinitely due to a cervical spine injury. Muzzin last played on October 17th. He'll be reevaluated in February. TJ Brody was also placed on the IR with an oblique injury. Timetables two weeks. I don't know shit about cervical spines, but that scares me. Yeah. Jake Muzzin's got young kids. We talked about this a few weeks mm -hmm. ago. Yeah. It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me if, it, if that's a wrap for him. Hopefully he gets well soon, dude, because he – 
Do you think he has a little old time defenseman in his game? I actually like, like him as a player, yeah. which is why I don't want to see him get seriously hurt. Right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Morgan Riley has been placed on long-term injured reserve, meaning a minimum of 10 games in 24 days. Uh, Michael Bunting had an all-world effort play to work the puck out, out of the zone versus Pittsburgh Saturday night, only to be hauled down, but dish a puck to Matthews along the slot. He scored and, of course, celebrates himself like the selfish swat. Did you he... see it? <laughs> Did you see it? Fink, I, Fink, I don't know if you noticed, but I try to slip stuff in the dock. And Ken, no, I love it. I love Ken it. It doesn't always re read ahead. No, I yeah. love it. Bunting did everything possible to get the puck over to Matthews. Matthews scores and then skates to the glass like, yeah, like, fuck you, man. Point, like, when Pasternak gets a great goal, he points at the guy who passed to him. You know right. what I mean? It's like, oh, I fucking can't stand Matthews. Yeah. Worst, worst mustache in sports. Brownie Brownie said that. Who did you say that you'd rather? He'd rather have uh, Matthew Kachuk on his team than Austin. I would. Oh, I would in a heartbeat. Without See, a question. You guys are idiots, dude. <laughs> Without a question. <laughs> Even more Toronto, Mitch Marner, 16-game scoring streak as of last night. So what's kind of weird is you remember when, like, it was everything was, like, burning up in Toronto? Like, fucking, we got to get rid of the coach. It wasn't that long ago. No. Uh, it gives me hope that the Rangers can figure it out. Did you hear Mitch Marner, too, when the Devils fans started throwing shit on the, on mm. the ice? He literally was running to the locker room like this. He's like, they were throwing full beers. It's like, shut <laughs> up, dude. Oh, and one more thing on that. Did you hear what Lindy Ruff said about that after they asked him about it? No. It was a passionate fan base. Yeah, passionate <laughs> fan base, yeah. That's the difference between new NHL and old NHL. Mitch Marner runs into locker room screaming, they're throwing full beers, and old NHL would have been like, thanks, dude, and just would have fucked yeah. up. If Mitch Marner picked one up and downed it, like that female comedian did from the heckler who threw the beer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been – that would have led every fucking sports show the NHL would have done everything in their power he to block have, that He out. would have gotten suspended, or maybe not suspended. He would yeah. have gotten his PP whack for that. But big PP whack and been, a sponsorship from PBR. That would have well, been an all-time all -time NHL hockey clip. Yeah, for that. sure. That would have been something. You know, we talk about those moments that galvanize a team. Mm -hmm. That would have been that fucking best part. Of, if they went on to make a run, imagine that part of the video. Can you imagine this when it all turned around? Full unopened beer. He just takes it, fucking uses his skate. Just stone cold stunner. It. I was just going to say that. He was like. He just crashes the beers together. Glass <laughs> breaks. <laughs> that would have been great. I'm glad you put this in. This is cool. I respect this, dude. Cal Clutterbuck is now the NHL all-time leader in hits. Uh, set the record and went over Toronto. He had nine hits in the overtime uh, win. Set the record 3,635 hits for his career, passing Dustin Brown. The NHL has kept this stat since 2005, 2006. So he's probably not actually the leader, but yeah. fucking record, cool, dude. Yeah. Sick yeah. record, dude. Like, can you imagine being the guy where, like, yeah, I used to play in the NHL and I hold the record for all time hits? Like, so that's fucking sick. Cal, Clutter Cl uh, Cal Clutterbuck is one of the guys that I will save my highest compliment that I can ever say about a non Bruins player. I'd be like, man, I would love him on the Bruins. Yeah. And that's the highest compliment I can give another player, yeah. a non, a non Bruin player. He plays the game a pretty straight up way too. Like I hate yep. him when he plays against the Rangers. Cause like, there's always a chance he's going to hurt somebody, but like, he's not doing it like illegally. Like, he's and he's not going to, he's not going to like, like throw punches at Panarin. Right. It, right. Right. But he's tough as shit, dude. Yeah. Tough yep. as shit. 
Uh, Anaheim up until last Wednesday. Oh, thanks, dude. Now, up until last Wednesday, they didn't <laughs> win a single game in regulation time. They got their first regulation win when they beat the visiting Rangers three to two. Backstop by John Gibson. I did watch this game. The Rangers dominated that game. That was this. John Gibson still on his head. They, but you can't lose to the fucking Ducks, dude. You can't <laughs> lose to the Ducks when you're supposed to be a contender. Am I right or am I wrong? Do you remember at the you're beginning right. here they beat the fucking Lightning in the Wild? And I'm like, dude, this might be our fucking year. You beat. You beat. <laughs> Well, if you think about it, dude, like to be a Stanley Cup contender, you need to beat teams that are probably going to be in the playoffs, correct? Mm-hmm. You can't be losing to teams that aren't going to be in the playoffs. You can't listen. They were out in California. They went out. The boys went out. They if that's what happened, get rid of every fucking one of them, dude. Like, like, or trying to win a fucking cup. Make the playoffs to make the Eastern Conference Finals once, and then all of a sudden it's a Chris fucking Kreider, Mika Zibanejad makeout show every fucking night. You turn on MSG, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Thanks for putting that in, bud. Uh, so now they have six wins, and all but one are in OT. Just to re- just to reiterate that, huh, Brownie? And then in twenty games played, the record six thirteen and one for thirteen points, which is dead last in the NHL again, Brownie again. And just then uh, absolutely Sens feeding are, the facts. Oh, and here we go. The Sens are also at thirteen points on the year, but they played one last game. So I might put fifty dollars on the Senators tomorrow. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous, man. You motherfucker, you brownie. Uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, Evgeny Malkin played his 1,000th game the past weekend. <clears throat> he had a goal in 14 minutes of ice. Second Penguin to play 1,000 for the franchise besides Sid. The entire roster did the warm-up as a group during the warm-ups uh, before the game. Sid is the longest-tenured Penguin with 10:26. Latang's at 9:58. Mari at 9:15. Malkin's son Nikita surprised him in the room by reading the lineup card before the 1,000th uh, game. Um if you've never been to a hockey game before and you walked into the rink and you saw what the Penguins were doing in warm up, you'd be like, "What the fuck?" Is going yeah, because that's a weird. That's a weird routine he's got. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's not a normal routine. They're that's all the fucking, We're all up, feet up in the fucking sky floor at yeah. boys. Like what? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, good for good for him, man. Yep. Um, Saint Aquinas. Ignatius. God damn it, dude! Wow. Outside Swing of and an absolute fucking miss. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Outside of Chicago, the hockey team is traveling back to their hotel. They're competing attorney at the Culver Military Academy when they oh, they were slammed into a semi tractor trailer. Uh, the operator was arrested on scene where he blew 0.13 and was followed up for up to 20 miles by concerned citizens, seeing him drive erratically. Upon impact, the bus flipped, ejecting one student and drinking 15 others. All but two of the students have been released from the hospital. The others should be out soon. They're very lucky kids. Scumbag. But Stumbling. how how great of an ending though that they're all okay? Yeah, that's especially after you know, yeah, after Humboldt Humboldt. and what happened there. It's just can you imagine your, your a, heart drops? I can't imagine having a like a son on this team find out his like everybody got hurt in this big thing, especially after the Humboldt thing, and then to find out that the bus driver was just hammered and then just or the tractor trailer guy was hammered and just kept driving. I uh no 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 it was yeah yeah right right no you're right. I, I, I got to say, though, as a parent, I would fucking hunt this guy down. I, you know, you would. Yeah. And, and, it, and that's probably we probably shouldn't be predicating for that. type no, of shit. But no. like as a parent, if that's my kid, I'm Liam Neeson. You, dude. you ever? I am well, fine. All right, Liam Neeson. I, was I have, a, say, very, I have ever, a very special set of skills. Have you ever seen the movie Prisoners? No. Think? Uh, is that the one with Vince Vaughn? No. Hugh Jackman? No, I haven't seen it. You guys should watch it. There's a uh, he has a daughter, and a neighbor has a daughter that go missing, and they think it's someone. And they, dude, it's so disturbing. You should watch it. All right, Brownie, I have a list of movies here that I need to watch that I've been told to watch. I'm just gonna read them off really quick and let me know if you think they're good. It's a list I gave you. No, different list. All right, go ahead. School of Rock. 
Absolutely. Yep. Oh my god, absolutely with 100%. One of the best movies of all time. Goodwill Hunting. What? Come on. How dude. have you not seen that? Reservoir Dogs. Are you You've un- never seen Reservoir Dogs? Right now. Wait, I, it might just have to you, go No, with okay. Now week. you're just razzing us. You're going to get fiction? suspended. Pulp Fiction. Uh, You've Kill never Bill, seen Pulp Fiction? Kill Bill 1 and 2. Oh my god. Eh, they're okay. Uh, no, Inter- they're good. Interstellar. Yeah, they're good, but uh, Interstellar, I'm not a big I'm not a big Nolan guy. <laughs> Fair. Fight Club. Come you haven't on. seen Fight Club? You're just In- fucking with me now, right? Yeah, you got to be. Inception. Are you just trying to give me like an aneurysm? Is the that what's happening? The Prestige. The what? The oh, prestige? my God. What's the Your, your jaw's going to hit the floor after that one. What's um, the Prestige? I don't know. Uh, it's the one with two magicians going back and forth. Uh, I think yeah. it came out at the same time as another one. There were It was it was a very similar storyline. I do remember uh, story line. I never saw it. Um, Maverick? Maverick? Oh, with Mel Gibson. Yep, no, uh, Brownie would hate that one. Fuck Mel Gibson. Uh, the Big Lebowski. I've seen a couple scenes in this. I think I'd really like that movie. And oh, then oh. I've already seen this one, but The Knight's Tale. So I have, I have some homework to do. Oh my god! Out of every movie you you've listed, seen, a Knight's Tale. You've seen a Knight's Tale. No, is I it, can't believe TBS fucking TNT fucking filler. It's a Knight, literally, yeah, a, Knight, yeah. a Knight's Tale is that's the one with Heath Ledger, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's a good film. I just can't believe you haven't seen School of Rock. Out of that whole I think list, you're like, fucking with us. You gotta be. <laughs> Yeah, there's no way a a, a man of our age and our stature at this point in life have not seen at least half of that list you read off. So what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to start chipping away at these and each podcast I come, I'll give like a little review of each. My list that I gave you is significantly better than that. But if you haven't seen those movies, I need to revisit the list I gave you. I got to start slow and work my way up, dude. I heard these are great. Rock is as slow as you can start. I named every one of these movies, and you guys are like, you need to see this. So this list was a good list. That's a good list. Maverick, I think you can exclude from that list. My issue is not the list. My issue is how pathetic you are. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Boy, it's just rain on Ked Day, huh? Motherfucker. Rain on man. It's tough time. Uh, Kale McCarr is officially the fastest defenseman in NHL history. 200 points to start his career. Achieved the threshold in 195 games played. The only defenseman to hit 200 points under 200 games. The other facets defenders aren't too shabby. The list: Sergey Zubov 206, Brian Leach 211, Phil Housley 212, and then both Mark Howe and Bobby Orr hit 200 points in 216 games played. Add this accolade to go along with Calder, Norris, Consmite, Stanley Cup, four seasons of the NHL. Pretty good. If Still he retired right hair. now, Hall of Famer, McCarr? Yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, that's a stacked list. Still can't grow a beard, though. But, yeah, because he's 20 years old. <laughs> yeah. But I think he's a Hall of Famer right now. As long as he doesn't uh, – even if he got hurt and never played again, with, with what he's accomplished, it's unreal. <laughs> it's, it's unbelievable. unreal. Um, the Avs also signed for Alex Galchenyuk for the remainder of the season. Uh, PTO, he signed with the AHL Colorado Eagles. Former first-rounder, third overall, played 643 for in the NHL for Montreal, Arizona, Pittsburgh, Minnesota, Ottawa, and Toronto. I like the story. Good for him for sticking with it. He has a suitcase. He just keeps keeps coming back, though. Yep. Uh, Colombian national women's hockey team had an impressive week in Kuwait City, going undefeated to win their first ever IIHF t- event. The tourney for teams and countries not currently competing in the IIHF ice, uh, World Championships for countries like Colombia, they don't have currently have an ice rink. Developmental camp provides valuable onyx experience. The Columbia team ended the tourney with a goal differential of plus 42, and six oh, Colombian yeah. players were in the scoring, uh, scoring top 10. They took gold, Kuwait, silver, Luxembourg took bronze. The UAE and Ireland took fourth and fifth place, respectively. It's a cool story. Yeah. There's not a single ice rink in all of Columbia. Plenty of snow. But- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a zing. That's a brownie zing if I've ever that was, heard a, that was a dad joke. My daughter. Yeah, that was good. That one. Uh, <laughs> Philadelphia practice, the toughest you preach. Head coach Sean Torello showed up this week with some scrapes and swelling to his face. What happened? This was insane. No big deal. Just got kicked in the face by one of his horses prior to going to the rink. He has three horses, and apparently one kicked him right in the face. He's a hockey guy. Shows right up. Uh, what I wish yeah. to be that horse. <laughs> During the oh my god, what did he do to that horse? That poor fucking horse. Dude. <laughs> uh, he's still running laps he's right now. Probably shooting pucks. At it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. During the game versus Columbus, Philadelphia lost in overtime. Their fourth in row, now fifth after getting pumped by the Bruins. Torch was interviewed in the game by uh, the broadcast group. This was oh my god. This was Brian Boucher. Your team uh, gave up. Uh, the first goal, any thoughts on the first 15 minutes? We suck. We haven't four checks. We haven't done anything as of right now. What do you want to see differently? Four check. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Classic towards interview. Uh, they're currently, uh, the Flyers are currently in, in another 10 loss in a row run, which started on November 8th. Your take? So I saw this game. The I, I don't watch Philly play because they, they're horrible, right? And I saw them play the Bruins, obviously. The only thing that they seem to be good at is blocking shots and scrums after the whistle. Yep. That was it. That was it. Um, the only player that stood out to me was Owen Tippett in the entire game. Kevin Hayes was, and I love Kevin Hayes's game, Same. but he can't carry a team. He's not that guy. He's a, he's a, like a complimentary player. I think great second and line center. He's he was invisible. Player. I only heard his yeah. name like once or twice. He'd be like, you put him on the wing with Marshawn and Bergeron. He'll score 50 goals. But he can't be the guy. Yeah. That's, you know, and it's unfortunate because he's a local guy, solid family, the whole deal. And Philly's, yeah. like we say all the time, the NHL is better when Philly's relevant and they aren't relevant. And they're never going to sell a tank to the Philadelphia fan base. Yeah, but no at least they're doing nail shit, dude. At least they're getting back to their identity. Maybe next yeah. year. We'll see. If they, uh, if sports lasts. Yeah, that's going to yeah. be a tough, that's going to be a tough ask for him. Yeah. Women's hockey. USA and Canada played the third game of the rivalry series Sunday night in Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle. The U.S. squad took the game 4-2 and now has a 3-0 edge in the seven-game series. All seven games will be played no matter the result. This was the third matchup in five days between the teams after uh, with the U.S. winning three straight for the first time since 2019. After shootout victory in Col Kelowna, British Columbia, on Tuesday, the Thank first God. ever in the rivalry series, the U.S. squad also got the W in Canlopes, British Columbia. On Thursday by 2-1 margin, the game got chippy a few times. We got some scrums. Hillary Knight paced the U.S. with two goals and assists. Now gives her three goals, three assists, or six points in three games so far. She was also awarded a Golden State prior to a buck drop to create her record-breaking 87-point uh, world championship play. Savannah Harmon and Abby Roke. Roke, yep. did I get that? <coughs> wow, I think it's wrong. For the U.S., while Marie Philip and Sarah Nair scored for Canada, the teams also set a tennis record for women's hockey in the U.S. as they packed in 14,551 for the contest. Previous record was in Anaheim in 2019-20 with 13320 uh night with the another Oh, uh, so the yeah, the night thing. So there's a, there's this is the there's a lot of bad blood between these two squads, you know, and it gets pretty chippy. Mm -hmm. And the Canada pulled their goalie and Knight was out there and the horn went off and I would say it was maybe like a 1 2 3 and then she put the puck in the empty net. <laughs> so while the rest of the U.S. team was down celebrating on the goalie, the entire Canadian team was on Hillary Knight. And she just skated through them like stiff arms. She looked like Marshawn Lynch. It was awesome. <laughs> awesome. You're welcome, Jenks, by the way. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, it was great. 
just a great, great game. And uh, former uh, guest on the podcast, Aaron Frankel, was uh, on, on the squad. Love that. Let's yep. go. Love that. Yep. Um, Ottawa, the team that's going to probably beat the Rangers the next two games. And the latest example of why such a good captain, Brady Kachuk, met with the media after Senators lost to New Jersey Saturday afternoon had this to say. It's honest to the players for not being ready to go in the matinee, and it's on me as a captain for not having the guys ready to go. When asked about how much the responsibility lies with the head coach, I'm sick of all that, sick of all that negativity. It's not on one person. It's on all of us in here, and it falls on me for to have us ready to play. I'm sick of the negativity and on social media. It's not just one person. It's the group in here that has to figure it out. That's what you, you want your captain to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, for such an ugly guy, he does a great job of captaining that team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Better than what fucking Truba's doing right now. Oh, put Old it this way. Truba. I don't see Brady Kachuk taking a fucking – no. Shoulder from from no. uh, dry side. That would have no. been hands on sight, dude. That yeah. would have been fun to watch after a goal too. Actually, that- absolutely. Here's the bigger question for you: Would Dry have done that to Brady Kachuk? No chance. That's true too. I don't see it. No, no, I don't think so. Um, the Rangers play the Oilers like the day after Christmas, or like the like two days after Christmas. I wonder if True will do anything. See, it'd be worth watching just for that to see. Yeah, depends on if he gets cold. That dad joke, thank you, boy. Uh, More Ottawa. The team announced that they will retire the number 25 in honor of Chris Neal on February 17th. He played 15 seasons in the NHL. All of Ottawa had a stat line of 112, 138 for 250 with 2,522 pims and 1,026 games played. I love I think tough motherfucker, dude. I'm okay with this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was curious what you guys thought. He, I'm fine with it. He, when I think he's senators, a fan favorite, he does a shitload of charity up there. When you think senators, who do you think? He's, in my opinion, he's definitely within the top three senators for me. <laughs> I think of two guys. I think of Daniel Alfredson, and I think of Wade Redden because I'm so <laughs> glad that the Bruins got Char instead of Wade Redden. <laughs> I think of Rick Bonus and the absolute failure that he was in Ottawa. I think oh, was it wasn't he in Ottawa when he got hit with a puck and his feet came up and he had the white socks <laughs> on with the suit? Wasn't that when he was in Ottawa? Do you remember that? <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. So and one last story before you the Hall of Fame class. Seattle, the Kraken have let Shane Wright loose. The rookie was signed to HL Firebirds on a conditioning loan. Uh he can spend up to 14 days in the AHL. Then they will most likely be released to Canada's World Junior team later this month, per insider Chris Johnson. He was a healthy scratch in eight, 11 of 18 games <coughs> where uh, his, he literally only played like 10 minutes one time. In 11 games in November, Seattle had gone 9-2 and, and is currently in second place behind Vegas with two games at hand. He p- has four goals and three games played for the Firebirds so far. Maybe that worked. Well, if he goes here and then goes to um, the Canada's World Junior team, he'll play. And we've said all along, the kid needs to play. It's not yep. going to help him playing seven minutes a night. Yeah. It's not- <laughs> I agree. I'm, hey, I'm torn. I, uh... I'm torn on that one because on one hand, you've got him being handled poorly because of, of just the way Seattle's handled him. Like He needs more playing time, like you said. And on the other side, Seattle is one of the biggest surprises of the season so far. Oh, I don't fault the coach of Seattle at all. Right, right. I don't. I don't fault. I, it's it's hard for me to fault the organization because if I'm the organization, I'm saying we're on a tear right now. When nobody after last season expected us to make a, a drop in the ocean, you know, you're you're our first round guy, but our team's meshing right now. Yeah. And if we put you in, you're not going to get the playing time you want, and you're not going to contribute that like we need you to contribute yet. So, 
Well, it depends. Is is was this Ron Francis's plan all along to wait until they could send him down and then he could go to right to world juniors? And if that's the case, then hats hats off yeah. to Ron Francis for playing, you know, chess while everybody's playing checkers. But if they were just hoping he was gonna catch on, then they mismanaged this for the first part of the season. I don't think it'll be detrimental to him in the long run, but it just sucks because let him play hockey, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's all. Yeah. Hey, do you wanna Put the Hall of Fame in next week's podcast. Yeah, I'm down for that. All right, and just skip it, and then skip the yeah. dump and change here. I like that. I like and that. That yeah. way, we're not we're not doing a three hour podcast. Brownie, thank you. Let's uh, let's dump, let's dump and change. There you go, huh? Yeah, boy. All right. So first, Josh Allen, uh, quarterback for the Bills, threw a few costly picks a few games ago. Has not playing at his normal level since he hurt his elbow. In the greater Buffalo area, there's an online petition that had over 1,500 signatures from area moms, area moms telling him it's okay. The quote was, sometimes you need a mom to tell you it'll all be okay. Buffalo's crazy, dude. Is Buffalo not the greatest city in terms of how they interact with their sports fan teams? It's unreal. It's unfucking believable yeah. um, Stick with Buffalo. The Bills game versus Cleveland was moved to Detroit due to six feet so far of snow that dumped on Buffalo over the weekend before Thanksgiving. Uh, and the city of good neighbors lived up to their nickname as people are joining together in snowblower armies to ensure that the players who are trapped in their homes can make their flight. Uh, I lost my play. Oh, Dawson Knox and other players shared videos showing neighbors showing up to make that they can make the flight to Detroit, which was, again, unbelievable. What player on your team would you go shovel their shit for? You get one player. Jason Robertson, without a doubt. Are you talking hockey or football? Hockey. Oh, Bergeron. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe the goalies, because they probably live together. <laughs> I'd have Who to really think about that. one deal. Probably going to say no one. Oh, Aaron, I was going to say, he's going to say no one right now. No, Adam Fox. Oh, no, dude, probably Ryan Lindgren, dude. That guy doesn't oh, need to I'd go anymore. shovel for Ryan Lindgren. Yeah. Actually, I take that back. Niles Lundqvist. I'd shovel him out of the yeah, stuff. <laughs> Next. Uh, uh, R.I.P. to Gallagher. Do you guys know who Gallagher is? You're younger. Yeah, watermelon smashing. Yeah, watermelon sm- smashing prop comedian. He died a few weeks ago at the age of 76 in California of a heart attack. He had multiple heart attacks, apparently. Uh, all right, so this is wild, dude. There's a Jesus Christ simulator game called I Am Jesus Christ coming out. You get to play as Jesus through his actual life from before his baptism to his crucifixion and eventually his resurrection. So far, the game's only out in beta version. But per the developers Simula M and Playway, the PC versions should be released in time for, of course, Christmas. In the game, which is an open-world type experience, you can heal the sick, turn water into wine, provide food for the needy, and walk on water. You also need to pray to recharge, and there's various storyline options. So if there's a certain church releasing this game, it's a cult, right? Oh, you think it's a church that's releasing this game? I don't know. Maybe. It's probably Mel Gibson. (laughs) Fuck Mel Gibson. (laughs) That's All right, that's, so I'm Mel Gibson references in, in one podcast. That's uh, so Bruce Springsteen, this story I heard on uh, the Graham Norton show. Do you know who Graham Norton is? Yep. Uh, uh, talk show uh, in England. And he, he pounds them with booze. So they all tell crazy stories. Bruce Springsteen on tour in, I think he said it was Detroit, had an off day, went by himself to the movies. While at the movies, waiting in line for popcorn, some guy with his girlfriend, some kid, recognized him and was like, hey, man, you Bruce Springsteen? And this is not in the 70s. This is like within the last few years. And he's like, yeah, he's like, 
do you want to sit with me and my girlfriend so you don't have to sit by yourself in the movie? And he's like, yeah, all right. So Springsteen sat with this couple. The movie ends, and it was late, I guess. It was like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. It's been like an 8 o'clock show. They walked out, and he's like, hey, uh, do you want to come over for something to eat? And Springsteen was like, yeah, fuck it, because they vibed. So he went <laughs> with this kid back to his parents' house. Oh, my God. Walked in the house. And his mom was like, I don't know the kid's name. Like, hey, Jimmy, is that you? And he's like, yeah, it's me and my girlfriend. Uh, uh, and, and the fucking boss. And Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> so the mom knew who Bruce Springsteen was. Uh, made them all uh, scrambled eggs with bacon. And they hung out. And he said he hung out for a couple hours. And he's had the nicest time. That's Can you wild. imagine? That's how you be a fucking famous person. That's awesome. Yeah, great That's fucking awesome. story. That's so, really cool. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So back to the, the rest of it. So the, the Philadelphia Eagles linemen have come together to put out a holiday album called A Philly Christmas Special. The first song from the album dropped the other day and features Lane Johnson, Jason Kelsey, and Jordan Malata, I think, with their rendition of Christmas, Baby, Please Come Home. And the album also feature a dramatic reading of The Night Before Christmas done by Eagles radio legend Merrill Lease. The album will be out on Black Friday and will benefit the Philadelphia Children's Crisis, oh, excuse, Crisis Treatment Center. Cool. These guys can actually sing. One of them is very, very good. So yeah, it was pretty fun. Pretty uh, earlier this month, an Air Force pilot, quote, unintentionally flew a pattern in the shape of a dick pointed at a Russian naval base in Syria. Per an Air Force spokesman, we're aware of the incident and are talking with the crew to determine the details. At this time, we did not believe the crew acted inappropriately. It is a giant dick pointing right at the base. It was great. Yeah. Uh, Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield are teaming up to sell some weed. About six weeks ago, Tyson had the idea to bring Holyfield, Holyfield into the fold with Tyson's Weeds Company in time for the holidays. The gummies are called Mike Bites, and they're shaped in the form of an ear missing a chunk. The tagline for the ad is, holy ears, get your mic bites. The cannabis company called Tyson 2.0 is selling the gubbies in uh, retail settings in California and Massachusetts to start. They get marketing. Smart. smart. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. smart. And the Are last going, one, the yeah. big one, per Dylan Playfair on Instagram, who plays Riley, yep. they've released a trailer for the new oh, season of Letter Kenny. No and Time for Christmas. Yep. True. Yeah. That is, I gotta watch. Uh, that was everything from. And uh, and and to kind of to kind of uh, bleed off that a little bit, Brownie. I was listening to uh, our good friend, friend of the show, uh, Terry Ryan's broadcast with uh, former star and two-time Stanley Cup champion Brad Lukowicz. Run into him a couple times here in the rinks in Dallas. Uh, apparently, there is going to be a season two and a season three of Shorzy. Oh, that's great. So I messaged Terry Ryan on. Um... Oh, I saw that. You sent me the he, screenshot. Yeah. He's been on our thing and he said that he'd come on the pod and talk about it. Great Dude. guy. Yeah, I love him. Yeah. What he's done guy? after his 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 career has been unreal. <laughs> who's yeah. your favorite character in Letterkenny and who's your favorite character in Shorzy? Oh. I'll go first. My favorite character in Letterkenny is definitely McMurray. That guy makes me laugh. Every <laughs> fucking McMurray. Talks, and then in Shorzy, it's Shorzy. Yeah. I mean, easy. I, it might be Shorzy in both. Yeah, I mean, because his scenes in Letterkenny are some of the most memorable. Yeah, the shit that he says in Letterkenny is insane. Like the 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 brain you have to have to formulate those sentences are oh insane. My God, man. And now Jenkins is gonna bonk me for this because he says he loves it. Every podcast is a bonk for me, but uh, it's got it. Might be Katie McMurray, my favorite character in Letterkenny. Uh, 
wait, wait, wait. McMurray's wife or Katie? No, the the what's her name? Bonnie McMurray. Bonnie, Bonnie McMurray. McMurray. Yeah. yeah. Bonnie McMurray. Yeah. Bonnie yeah. McMurray. Actually, I gotta tell you, Squirrely Dan might be my low key favorite. He's guy. so good. He's so, he's so funny. funny. I yeah, like he's... the Hicks. The Hicks are my favorite. They're so funny. You guys should follow uh, the actress who plays Bonnie McMurray on Instagram because every time she posts a picture, like the first 10 comments are, oh my God, Bonnie <laughs> And if you get to it and you do it first, you get like fucking 50 likes on the comment. <laughs> Insane. What do you think? Who are, you, who are your favorites? I mean, like I said, I, I, uh, Shorzy, I've got to go with, with Shorzy. Um, letter Kenny, uh, man, it's tough. I like Riley and Jonesy are just absolutely the biggest, like, comedy nerds, and they're hilarious. Like, the whole first scene was was the most viral thing from Letter Kenny, where they're they ripped the shirts shirts off, and Wayne's just going back and forth. I mean, Titsy Roll Fruit Cup. I bet you like Taylor Swift lyrics and birthday cards. Yeah, but that Squirrely Dan gets an honorable mention because of the uh, uh, she put it in my butt's cheeks. Oh, when they're playing catch. Oh, yeah, when uh, when she she puts it in my she put her finger in my butt's holes. And I kind of like when they're playing catch because Wayne will just like toss a fucking underhand one every Yeah, Yeah. not only that, but they stop throwing to Dan during (laughs) that whole thing. And they completely shift back and forth. I don't know how they keep a straight face. I would love to see the oh my bloopers God. from the show. But oh, they're so fucking funny, dude. And they're brilliant. The writing is absolutely yeah. brilliant. It dude, really I think cool. the preacher dude is hilarious. Oh yeah. I mean, creators. that's the thing. You right. can talk about yeah. it for hours and just be like, "Oh, well that guy and oh, well, the, and the right. fact that they pull guys from Trailer Park Boys, which is yeah. like a cult classic, you know, Canadian show." Right. And they pull them in. I just uh, got done watching rewatching Trailer Park Boys. That show's so fucking funny, dude. But I've never seen Fight. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh Bruins. Oh, I got a lot, buddy. Uh, so Adam Fox, when talking about the perfect human, Patrice Bergeron, if you think you're one step ahead, you're not. He's on the same thing. You think a passing lane is open, it's not. Obviously, obviously he's had a Hall of Fame career and has gotten recognition, but I think he's a guy that definitely does a lot of those subtle things that come up big. Fox went, Fox went on to probably say it would be an honor to pull on the spoke, be and play with him in Boston. You're such a nerd, dude. I'm so over this. <laughs> oh, my God. Every single free agent that comes up, you figure out a way to have him on the Rangers, and then I get oh, shit for this. Here we go. Uh, did you see Patrice Bergeron of Tage Thompson before the Buffalo game? Yep, the cool. and everything? Yeah, yep. that was cool. uh, He was asking him about uh, – Bergeron played with him, his dad, back in his Providence uh, during the lockout in Providence, but he was asking about his wife's health who uh, overcame cancer. Uh, he hit a thousand points in the win over Tampa a few weeks ago. He's now the eighth active NHL player to reach 1,000 points, and all but one douche made him a congratulations video. Uh, oh shit! Ken, take a guess. I don't have him written down. Oh, I have him, but not the, here. I can probably eighth, remember him though. The eighth active NHL player to have a thousand points. Yep. Jumbo. No, he's not active. Oh, he's not active. No, he's just hanging around locker rooms right now. All right, uh, P- Pavelski. He's driving Zamboni somewhere. Yeah. Is Pavelski on that list? Yeah, I think Pavs was, I think. Crosby, Ovechkin, Crosby. Malkin. Malkin, out of the eight guys, Malkin's the one douche who didn't record the video. Um, am I, So I think I got four so far. They didn't uh, play him enough rubles. Yeah, exactly. That's that's probably those Kane, are. Either. Kane was another one. Oh, um. Yeah, I don't remember. I had them written down somewhere, and I've lost it. It's no big deal. 
Uh, and then they also had Cassidy, Montgomery, Neely, Sweeney, Chara, Tuka, Krejci, and Marshawn offering their congrats. Bergeron now joins Bork, Johnny Busick, and Phil Esposito as the only Bruins to achieve 1,000 points, uh, but only play with all his points with the Bruins. And he's behind 12 points behind Espo for third place. Uh, some funny quotes was Julian said, you probably prevented as many points as you've gotten. And Krejci goes, I remember watching you out there with Chief back in the day and Busick retired in 1978, which was pretty <laughs> funny on the video. Uh, Taylor Hall has been moved to the third line, had two goals tonight. Um, he is lighting it up with uh, uh, Charlie Coyle and Trent Frederick before Frederick got hurt. Um, they put the checkmates back together on the second line, which has been lights out. And tonight was the first time this season that the Bruins have their entire projected lineup on the ice. They had to send Strawman through waivers because Forbert came back. Uh, first time, though, that was pretty good. They set their now 13th consecutive win at home to start the season. It's an NHL record. Uh, everyone's back. Oh, when they were playing at Tampa Bay, I don't know if you guys saw this. Pasternak scored, and then he stared at someone and skated right towards the glass. There was some jackass giving him the finger, so Pasternak just stared him down. It was fucking great. Love that shit. Uh, yeah, I'm going to skip over all this stuff. Let me ask you guys this. Hampus Lindholm, this is a Norris caliber year. No? You're rolling around. I mean, it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to look at the guys on this Bruins team and not think of accolades right now because what they're doing is is pretty historic there's no way Lindholm wins the Norris I don't think I don't I don't know if he'll keep it up um he was playing with Carlo and then they put him and McAvoy back together um I kind of like him and Carlo better together and McAvoy with Grizzly but that's just my own personal preference. So this was a fun thing. The Bruins alumni have announced their roster for an upcoming game this weekend to support the Warrior for Life charity. They announced their top four on D. Kevin Miller makes his debut on the alumni squad. He's paired with Adam McQuaid as the second pair. And the top pair is Zidane Chara and Ray Bork with mm -hmm. a combined 45 NHL seasons, 3,706 NHL games, and 19 All-Star selections. The combined stat line for the pair is 678-1831 for 2509 with 3226 PIMS and two Stanley Cups. You should try to go to that, dude. That sounds sick. That'd be unreal. Uh, I, I have uh, stuff I got to do Saturday, so right. I can't. Uh, and then lastly, Marshawn, this, this came out over his 13-year career. He's had eight suspensions, five fines, lost 28 games, and forfeited over $1.4 million in salary. I know it's an unpopular opinion outside of Boston. I love Marshawn. It's the type of brand of hockey you guys have, just a bunch of cowards. So, <laughs> <laughs> so bitter. So bitter. Good Lord. Not surprised at all. Not surprised at all. Um, <clears throat> he got his first penalty. It took him a while, although he missed the first 10 games. So, that's fair. <laughs> if he's on any other team besides the Bruins or the Stars, he probably has like 40 suspensions and probably four Oh, my God. If he was on the Rangers, he'd be your fucking captain and you'd have his jersey. If he was on the Stars, he'd be he'd be suspended for the, for the rest if, of the season. If he already. was on the Rangers, he'd be banned from the NHL. That's true. Um, beerly ground up, Brownie. I didn't play this week. 
so I don't really have much for beer league, uh, coming up Sunday. That'll be a lot of fun, uh, to get back on the ice, but that, yeah, I don't have anything. I'm playing tomorrow night. Uh, we had a game, uh, we won like seven to one or we were up seven, one the first, I think we ended up winning nine to five. Everybody took their foot off the gas. So it was funny though, the captain, I was playing lefty and the captain's playing right wing. And I had like three, I gave him fucking hot passes and he whiffed on the one timers, you know, down low on the net. And uh, after the game, he's like, good game, everybody, good game. And I'm like, oh. And I think he scored one, but not for me. I'm like, well, you could have had three. He's like, I got two. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you could have got three, bud. So you've got to love chirping your own team. Oh, and I will talk about NU. Gwyneth Phillips, uh, goal turn of the week with two shutouts and two games. Uh, and the captain, Alina Mueller, was player of the week with six points in two games. They went down to Nashville for the tourney. Uh, they beat Providence four to one, and on Friday and Saturday they beat Cornell five to one, and they won the tournament. And I will be in attendance Friday night, uh, and hopefully be able to watch on Saturday. And uh, I found out today that my uh, today or yesterday that my press pass is good for the uh, playoffs, and I will get credentialed all the way through their run. Honk honk! There we go. So that's pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> Very it. exciting. Fair enough. Think you can talk right now or no? Yeah, you must. Uh, have when I can. Schedule's crazy right now. I've been to a couple sticking the puck, sticking pucks the last few weeks. Uh, Got to give a shout out to the the special group we have down here. Uh, it's it's one of the aforementioned movies that you spoke about earlier, but we can't talk about it because it's the first rule of it. Uh, we always get together. We found we found some ice time, and it was an absolute blast just to get back out there. We're we're just absolutely pounding beers on the bench, and people got their vapes on the bench. Like it's just a debauchery, and there's just no no rhyme or reason to it. But it's the same group. Uh, playing at the Rika Dreams. We talked about it a little bit before. Going to be skating at the American Airlines Center where the Stars play. It's a pretty cool opportunity. Uh, you guys are definitely going to see some pictures and some videos from that because it's going to be cool. a kind of a once-in-a-lifetime kind of thing for me. So oh. I'll be hacking it around as best I can on the ice there. It's going to be fun. Take pics, man. I Absolutely. got to skate on the old garden ice once, and it was awesome. you know. And I came off the ice and clean my blades and i saved the ice in a plastic bag oh that's cool and i had it in the freezer for the longest time and I, this is i mean a long time ago my mom tossed it but i thought it was just water yeah you, guys, yeah you guys love doing that in boston huh that's your thing what saving bags of ice yeah <laughs> why didn't they do that when they went to vancouver no they poured water on the ice to make it home ice uh, it was probably ice that went to water from and then poured on that way. And that's yeah, science. Maybe. Uh, you know what I do have in a ex actually it's upstairs. I have it hanging on the fridge. I still have confetti in a plastic bag from their 2011 parade. That's cool. I love that. And the two buddies I was with, shout out to Rick and Brendan, were like, What are you doing? I'm like, You're gonna want this. They're like, You're fucking crazy. And they've both admitted to me in the years since, like, I should have grabbed some confetti. I'm like, yeah. You're not getting any of mine. So, <laughs> there you go. All right, Dom Moore's Heroes and Zeros. Hey fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff here. All right, Heroes and Zeros time. I'm just going to give you my quick ones, real quick. All right. Hero of the week, it's Christmas season. Uh, this weekend, I did a ton of different Christmas shit. I went and got a tree for my mom. It's just, there's nothing better than like getting home and just all the lights are off in the living room except for the Christmas tree. It just sets the tone. You got the candle going. Love that shit. Zero of the week. So we posted a, a Black Friday hockey shopping guide. All oh, this place. fucking guy. We, yeah. put, we put it on Reddit. And this guy like literally went after me saying that I was doing this to get money, which 
I mean, you can go through our emails, dude. That was quite literally the last thing that we did. We had a couple of affiliate codes just so we could track how many like fucking sales that we, you know, brought these companies. But um, that guy can suck my dick. I that that's all I got for that. I thought one. it was great when you were like, "Who hurt you?" Have a Snickers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that guy. That. So that's that's Fuck all. That I guy. Got. That's all I got. So, here on zero for you guys. You want to go, Fink? You want me to? Uh, go because I got I got to figure out a zero right now. All right, so I'm gonna do my zero first. So the Pop Warner New England Regional Board flagged East Lynn, which is right outside the city, for having two players whose physicals weren't on record, even though the paperwork was rectified within 24 hours of the coach receiving the news the board is sending the runner-up everett team to the national attorney even though eastland beat everett 14 to 6 when the local news got involved they were told that the matter is still under investigation but when the news reached out to everett's coach he informed the reporter i was told to make travel plans this is u14 for eighth and ninth grader are you fucking kidding me like what are you doing to go for the national championship. And Everett went last year. So what the fuck? So that's my zero. My hero is uh, a guy I used to play with, Big Mike Fuller. Uh, great guy. Not the best player, but was out there giving it his fucking all every time. Older than all of us. Uh, he's been battling cancer for the last few years, and he's made the decision to enter hospice care. His son has organized uh, the boys get together a skate this past Saturday at the Songus Arena up in UMass Lowell to honor Mike and his commitment to beer league as a 40 year veteran of the league that we played in. So shout out to Mike. Great guy. And, you know, shitty that it happens and fuck cancer. Fuck cancer. I hope that he takes all that in when he's there. Yeah. Donate to Movember. Uh, Yeah, man. Um, Zero of the week. Uh, it's kind of a personal demon, the weather. Uh, boys down here, I, I know you guys are probably going to be like, oh, be grateful. But, I mean, it was almost 80 degrees today in Dallas. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a weather guy. I, I want seasons. Uh, and I know it's, it's hard for me down here in Texas because we have two. We have hot and cold. Uh, there's really no in between. Uh, but, yeah, uh, it's it makes it hard to get into the uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas spirit when it's 80 degrees outside and you're, you're in, in T-shirt and shorts. Uh, I hate it. I don't want to go to a hockey game and, and be sweating because I'm wearing a jersey over a T-shirt. Like, I, I should be wearing a hoodie and a jersey over it and jeans and, and feeling just ripe and comfy. But, you know, of course, it's Texas, so it's going to dip down to the 30s or 20s by the end of the week. So we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out. You think Nils is going to demand a trade because it's too hot there? Do you think he's going to be able to handle that or not? No, he's going to be like, man, this is just right. I've never been happier in my life. Can you see what's happening back in New York where I was from? Uh, and uh, Hero of the Week, uh, I just got to give a shout out. I probably pumped their tires before somewhere, and I've written about them on the morning skate. Uh, but it's the ECHL organization down here, the Allen Americans. Uh, they're the feeder team for the uh, Belleville, Bellevue Senators and the Ottawa Senators uh, this season. They've just been so fantastic to me in the group that I've got down here working with a podcast that I run down here. Um, they, they've, they've given us a dash report again this season, and they've just brought us in with open arms, basically giving us the keys to the building anytime we want to come in and do podcasts there with their players and, and, their, and their staff. And it's just been an unreal experience. So I got to give them a huge shout out. And, uh, you know, if you, if you happen to live this or live this, listen to this in the, in the Texas area, especially North Texas, just check them out. It's, you know, it's cheap, free parking. Uh, you can't go wrong, and it's free it's, parking. Yeah, that's how they. I mean, don't get me started on that. And I'm sure it's even worse for you guys up there going to NHL games. But I mean, you know, 
stars tickets down here are dirt cheap, even with them doing well, because this is not a hockey market right now because the Cowboys are playing. But I mean, I can get two tickets to a stars game with fees for probably 30 or 40 bucks, and I'm paying 35 bucks to park. It's unreal. So, so maybe that's my other zero of the week is parking for an NHL game in, in Dallas when I'm spending more on parking than I am on tickets. Texas forever, dude. Texas forever. Hey, let me ask you this. This is this. I was contemplating doing this as a zero slash hero because I wasn't sure which category. Have you ever called nine one one on someone? Yes. Yeah. As a joke? No, not as a joke. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. No. <laughs> what is wrong with you? No. Ted's giving out the worst advice right now. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I was behind a, a car today driving on a. a it's like two o'clock in the afternoon. I was going from job to job and I was driving behind this car and it was on a, a two lane road, which is pretty, pretty well traveled, but it's kind of windy. <clears throat> and this guy or woman, I don't know, that was in front of me had the passenger tires go off the pavement multiple times while I was behind them. And I was like, well, maybe they were on their phone, which is not great. But you would think when your tires hit dirt, you would kind of jerk the wheel back like, oh, shit, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They barely flinched. And then they were wandering over the yellow line. And I'm like, is this – I don't know if they were impaired or hammered. So I was following them, and I called 911. I'm like, listen, because it was like 2 o'clock and schools were getting out. I'm like, right. someone's going to get killed. <laughs> and uh, the cop was like, sir, disengage pursuit. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not like, I'm not following him. And he goes, well, where are you now? I go, I'm behind him. He's like, I said disengage. I'm like, bro, I'm just driving in the same direction. I'm not following him. I'm about to turn up here. He's like, please do not pursue. I'm like, Jesus Christ, (laughs) Kojak. Fucking. I'll call you back, buddy. But yeah, I just was. Brownie's got the camo war paint on. Just fucking ready. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I I thought I was doing. I, I went back and forth. Like, I feel like I did the right thing, but I was also like, it just goes against my nature to call the cops. I guess. <laughs> yeah, I've I, only done I, it once when a guy barreled into a a, a pole, like speeding through a, a four way stop or a four way no. intersection on a red light, and I was like, that guy's probably dead, like legit. Like he blew yeah. past my old roommate and I, and I literally like they were like, yeah, we've already gotten five calls about it, and I was like, all right, just want to let you know. They're like, are you hurt? I was like, nope. I was like, all right, I'll talk to you later. Bye. Oh, there you go. I uh, I accidentally called nine one 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 time. I was in the middle of a boat, like uh, I don't know. It was probably October ish, and they did like this fall boat thing up and down the Hudson for this uh, for two buns deep, who I used to do stuff with, and it was like free drinks. It was, a, it was like a boat cruise. Yeah. And my phone was in my pocket, and I accidentally called nine one one, so they called me back, and I picked up. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like they're like, Are you okay? I'm like, Yeah, I'm fine. I accidentally did it, and they're like, Well, you're in the middle of the water. And it's October. And I'm like, well, I'm not, yeah, don't worry about it. Like, everything's fine. So, uh, no, never had to call 911, though. I was just so, curious. Knock on wood. Uh, last segment before we wrap it up three stars. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. Take it away, Brownie, dude. All right. So, tonight's three stars in honor of Mike Tyson and Evander Holyfield teaming up. Uh, that we mentioned in Dump and Change. We decided to do the top three odd couple pairings in hockey and non-hockey. That's good. So there you go. <coughs> you want to do bounce back and forth? You want to do all your non-hockey, then all your hockey? How do you want to do it? Uh, uh, we should do one and then the other. Let's start with hockey. You want to do hockey? 
I agree. First? I agree because yeah, yeah. I think the uh, I think the non hockey might be a little outlandish. A okay. Little yeah. All right. So my third star, uh, Claude Lemieux and Darren McCarty. Darren McCarty. Yeah. Okay. Um, they they kind of went in together with this documentary that they had going on. They were both upstage, like talking about their stories and shit, and it was just very yep. weird to me to see that happen. So, okay, uh, that's my number three star. All right. Well, I had Chris Draper and Claude the Muse, so I will scratch that off. Oh no, you can go. That. No, I had I have extras just in case this happened. So my third star is going to be uh, Drew Doughty and Matthew Kachuk. Damn it! That was actually one I was going to write down. I had oh, a Kachuk, I had a Kachuk as my extra. Oh, see, there you go. Mine was actually was it Drew Doughty? It was Kachuk versus. Oh, it was mine. Was Kachuk versus Brendan Lemieux? That was like another. Oh one that i had going on but. you could have brendan with you with a bunch of people he's a fucking rat yep think what do you got uh i actually have uh another dowdy uh dowdy and kirill kippers off okay oh yeah they battle a it's a fresh one it's a fresh one nice i like it Freshy. love that right. uh my number two revo and wilson right like i mean always, yeah always wants him wilson's never obliged i was gonna say is that oh i guess it's not a rivalry it's an odd couple yeah no that's fair okay all right, my number two is – I'm looking at this. Which way I'm going to go? My number two is Cam Neely and Ulf Samuelson. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, number two for me is Paul B. Sinet and the Seattle Kraken mascot, Bowie. <laughs> oh, yeah, there is a whole big deal there. <laughs> they are going back and forth. <laughs> <clears throat> That's a good one. And then my number one star is the New York Rangers versus the Mystery Alaska team, dude. An odd rival. <laughs> Super might be the only might have. be the only team they can beat right now, <laughs> and they barely beat them. Yeah, That'd fair enough. Wrong. All right, my number one, and I'm gonna have two honorable mentions afterwards because we didn't if we don't cover them. My number one is Sean Avery and Martin Brodeur. Of course, that's a really good one. Yep. Uh, my number one, just because he's just been lights out against them. Uh, Jamie Ben versus the entire St. Louis Blues organization. Fair. He just seems to turn it on every single time he plays against them. All right, so my honorable mentions, Fink, you might like this one. I had Gregory Campbell and uh, Steve Ott. Oh, God. You could yeah. put Ott with a lot of people, too. Yeah, he was another fucking loser. I didn't like Ott. Um, <laughs> I had Patrice Bergeron and Alex Burrows for the biting, the finger, and the 11. Well, yeah, yeah. Marshan and the Sidians. Yeah, you could do that. You could say Marshan and Callahan, too, with the lick. Yeah. And then my my last one is me and Matt Cook. I would like to oh, fight Matt Cook. Me and me and Mark Stahl. There you go. Uh, I had one honorable mention, and it's Vegas and the future because they don't have one. <laughs> look at you their say, look at their. Say, listen, a shout out to Hal. You could say Hal and the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah. Oh man, Hal and high, high energy Hal. I anytime <laughs> I get a chance to talk about high energy Hal, I'll take it. You put Hal and Disco on there for hockey. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that would be, <laughs> be a good one. All right, non-hockey. We're going to get to this now. So my third star, let me pull up my list. I have it on my phone. Um, I'm going to go with Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner. Nice one. Nice, nice one. I think that's a good one. So that would be my third star. All right, so I'm going to do my cartoon one now, too. That's Popeye and Bluto. That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. I, I kind of have a cartoon one going right here. It's more video game, but uh, Chris Pratt and Mario. 
Oh, yeah. People are not happy about that. No, they are not. Because <laughs> no, they are not. What's the background there? Uh, Chris Pratt is voicing Mario. And instead of being like, it's a me, Mario. It's like, it's me. I'm Mario. Hey, I'm Chris Pratt. Like, yeah. okay. it has no, like, hardly any accent whatsoever. That's well, he'd probably get in trouble if he did the accent now. That's true. That's true. Um, That's a good one. My number two star, Eleven and Papa from Stranger. Ooh, yeah, 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 Ooh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. That's a weird fucking dynamic. See, you talk about all these movies you haven't seen, and then you throw out a Stranger Things reference, which you suck me right back in. Buddy. Yeah. That's what I do. Yeah, there you go. All right. Well, sticking with TV shows and the supernatural, I went with Harry Potter and Voldemort. Oh, that's a fucking oh. good one, dude. That's a good one. I, I was going to pull this one out of left field because I had one written down, but I, and I'm trying to remember because I'm having a complete brain meltdown right now. We've got a poster of the movie in our room because what's up? We're bachelors that live at this house. Uh, oh, man. Uh, John Wick versus everybody. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah, that's a really good one. I misunderstood the assignment on this one, and I initially put Taco Bell KFC, but like those just go to what like. Yeah, oh, they kind of go together, but that's it is an odd wedding. pairing. That's yeah. a very odd pairing to have. Yeah, yeah but how excited do you get when you're, when you're? Too. Yeah, but how excited do you get when you see those those golden lights of a Taco Bell and KFC combined restaurant? That's just a beautiful thing. <laughs> it's it's not bad. Um, and then my number one star, guys. Yep. I don't know if you guys are gonna be able to beat this. Happy oh, I know goal. I am. Happy Gilmore and Shooter McGavin. That's a good one. That's a great one. I think it's a really good one. I feel like I have some, I have a strong number one as well. Okay. What do you got? Because it's kind of skating. Mm-hmm. Nancy Kerrigan, Tanya Harding. <laughs> That's a fucking rivalry and a half, dude. <laughs> All right. This one's gonna, this one's gonna, this one's gonna ruffle some feathers. Oh, this one's nice. gonna cause some havoc. Uh Morgan Wallen and good music. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who Morgan Wallen is. Oh, all you got to do is follow Kid on Instagram. Oh, is that one of your stupid country ones that you put up? Good God. Jesus. <laughs> I had it written down the moment this was on the sheet, and I was like, nice one. I can't <laughs> wait for this. I think Pink wins for that alone. I have an honorable mention that you mentioned music, Nicki Minaj right. and Cardi B, dude. They kind oh, of that's a good one. Yeah, they hate each that's other. That's a good one. All right, so my honorable mentions, I have two. <laughs> the Rock and Vin Diesel. Because apparently they hate each other. Yep. Do they? Yep. Yeah. That's why The Rock something about a did strong his own thing with Jason guy. Statham and the uh, Fast and Furious stuff. No shit. Yeah. And who doesn't like The Rock? I blame this on Vin Diesel. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last one is we've talked about him tonight already. I will fight Mel Gibson also. Yeah. <laughs> and I that's a that's said, a three P. That's a hat trick. Yeah. That's a Mel Gibson hat trick. In I would have said Mark Wahlberg, but he fucking trains for boxing, <laughs> so he'd probably kick my ass. Yeah, but I'd, that's, some, that's a tough I, one. I'd do some damage, I think. <laughs> Jake Paul versus anybody he wants to fight. That's true. Dude, how funny was it when uh, tonight there's <laughs> a Nick Paul that plays for the Lightning? I, I think know. so. And oh, I yeah. was like, wait, isn't that one of the fucking dummies? <laughs> <laughs> like, did he buy his way onto an NHL team, too? Good God. Brownie just got on TikTok, guys. Leave him alone. He's trying. Oh, no. <laughs> You're gonna, uh, hey, you're going to be a great cook, or you're going to get some weird videos. I will tell you right now that my algorithm has completely changed. No more am I getting the 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 what was it handboxing videos yeah. and oh, the guy so the hockey guy like I'm not getting any of that anymore because my daughter always oh. wants to watch TikTok with me mm-hmm. so we flip through everything that's bad so my algorithm is now entirely animal videos 
Yeah. I mean, there are worse. There are much worse things that you could have an algorithm with. Yeah, that's why I was like, this is fine. We can watch. We can watch animal videos. And there are some pretty funny ones out there. So. Well, that's what we had really for the podcast. Oh, wait. One last thing. We have more. Spot. No, spot. (laughs) Talking about TikTok. I had to sign up for Twitch. Oh, what? Why? Yeah, I had to sign up for Twitch in order to view the Nashville games for the Huskies. Okay. Uh, that's okay. That makes sense. A lot so of now, uh, a lot I don't of understand teams are behind it. that. Is it it's only for like stuff that's not on TV? Is that am I accurate in my assessment? I think it's here? I think it's turning into that. It's it's kind of like it started off as basically like gamers. We could we could do a podcast like this, live streaming it and have our own Twitch channel. Kind of like the same thing with like video game, like the streamers. That was really what started it. Um and now sporting franchises and all different leagues and all different sports have caught on and they've, they've realized like, Hey, we're not going to make people pay, you know, for flow TV or, or hockey TV where you got to pay, you know, 150 bucks a month. We'll just start a Twitch stream. And, and nine times out of 10 to do also. It, yeah. To my knowledge. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure they could pay like a premium subscription and it, it, it increases things for them and makes, you know, like we're doing with, with Streamyard, we can put graphics and, and, and intros and outros, but it just makes it so much easier, like for a direct to consumer type situation. Shout out, to, cool. shout out to James Dolan. I think so. I have the MSG Go app so I can watch the Rangers on my computer, but the smart TV and the Roku doesn't have an MSG Go app. And I think they're designing an MSG Go app so I can start watching them on my Gee, TV. That'd be nice. That's nice. Can't you just mirror your screen? <laughs> if I have an HDMI cable, I guess, but I don't think I have one. And if I mirror it, it's just very choppy. So I just don't do that. Yeah. Well, if it makes you feel better, this Twitch stream for the first five minutes of every period, it was a static camera aimed at oh. center ice. Oh. And yep. then the kid who was running it came back from the concession stand and was like, <laughs> and I was like, I mean, in all in all in all fairness, that's exactly what we do on our, our broadcast. Is we put it on the clock, I get on the play by play, and I'm like, Hey, grab a drink, stretch your legs, use the right. bathroom, we'll be back. Cause we're on a we're on a scissor lift, you know. So I was watching dream. and it they'd come through the screen. And then they yeah. go back through the screen, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't hear any cheers, so I guess I'm not scoring. You yeah, know? It was the first three minutes of every period. Neutral vote looked real good, guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good job on the logo. Yeah, it was funny. <laughs> um, that's what we got for this week's podcast. It's a long one. We covered Jeez, a lot. It was a long one. I'm glad we decided yeah. not to do the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have anything else to think? Thanks, thanks for hopping on, buddy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's all I've got. Is just thanks for having me on here. Uh, I'm glad we were able to work it out. And anytime you guys need a third. I'm your guy. It was fun. It, it was nice. I would rather have you not gang up on me with a brownie and keep it more like even keeled. But no, that's fair. I mean, talk to your Rangers. Tell them to catch up with the rest yeah, of our teams. Yeah, and yeah. We'll be this on the same page. Listen, Listen we could have reached out and got Booth on. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I've never, hey, I would I've also never like to say it's somebody so much that has done so much for the morning skates. His blogs are good. So like, yeah, I can't even be like, I, this kid's fucking out because what he's doing is like, good <laughs> yeah. work. It's just yeah. that like, Fuck the devils. Yeah. So, <laughs> I um, will say they the Bruins have. Uh, I think it's before and after Christmas. The last game before Christmas and the first game after Christmas are home and home with the Devils. So that should be fun. That'll be good. Oh yeah, that'll be good. Oh. But uh, <laughs> I will say this also before we go because it was Thanksgiving, and I want to say I'm thankful to everyone that reads our shit, listens to this. Even the fucking donkeys that tell me how much they hate me and how much I don't know hockey. <laughs> Thanks for the click, you fucking losers. But no, I'm not thanking them. They can fuck right off, dude. We still get the click. 
but <clears throat> but no, I, I'm thankful that I stumbled upon this whole thing and look where we are now. Yeah, you know? we're fucking doing pretty good, dude. We're doing yeah. pretty good. We have a really good group of people helping helping out, sharing hockey content and just to the world. So yeah, good one, Brownie. Brownie, what do you got? As always, God bless you, Jerome McGinley, wherever you are. When I spoke to Kenton, he told me that uh, Iggy's up there in the old uh, Alberta province. So Kenton just moved into a new place. Maybe I'll have to take a trip up there and sleep on his couch while I stalk Iggy. <laughs> <laughs> God bless you, Jerome. Please come on the podcast someday, buddy. I won't fawn over you too much. And I'll keep the camera up so you don't see anything below my waist. So he's, 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 he's lying on both accounts there, Jerome. Run. <laughs> yeah uh, but thanks for tuning in guys we will talk to you guys next week uh yeah take care donate to november november